0: Welcome to Pandora's Box! Starring Drew Jameson Ben Armstrong as love air And of course, the mayor of Winkletown himself, Nathaniel Warren, as Young Bullwinkle. And finally, Callum Waits as Oh.
1: Pandora's box is about to open. Why?
0: Pandora's box is here again. Welcome all, whether you are listening to us on AWNSR.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Or Spotify. Or YouTube. Woo! Or just however. What, which way are you most excited for, Drew? Spotify. Are you going cool?
2: YouTuber. Yeah. YouTube.
0: I feel like I should sort of just say AWNSR
2: now just to like balance it out. Mm. I think I'm Spotify
3: as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that the video's on there as well. True, now, that is yeah, awesome. That does I haven't actually
2: let, like heard it on Spotify with the video yet. So mm-hmm. maybe I need to experience it. It's that. cool
3: as well because you can ask questions and stuff on there and, and people can respond to your episode and stuff mm, as well. So that's pretty that cool. Is cool. I they, think like, that's only one person that's done it yet. Right. But, um, what, on Spotify? Three, yeah, yeah. It was I like, don't even know about Because the default question is, um, did you enjoy this episode? Yeah. And, like, someone just put, like, yes, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. <laughs> nice. nice. Does it say who? It was, Shout it, out to uh, yeah, I can't remember <laughs> who it was now. We'll have to was have it
0: like somebody we know?
3: No, no, oh. no, no. Yeah, it was... Who were un- unknown? stranger. stream. You know who you are, and I'm sorry if I didn't say exactly what you said, but you Sh- did like it. Shout out to know. you, mystery person. Mm. Mm.
0: This 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 pod is for you. Yeah. Now, not just this episode, just in general. No, no, no. Mm. Um, but dedicate definitely this one. Dedicated, Dedicated to, to the first unknown person
3: strangers. that spoke mm. on Spotify oh. and answered the question.
0: And I promise, right now that we will write a song um, called Unknown Stranger at some point and it will be literally dedicated to you. So... um, You can show your friends, your family, and be like, This song was written about me by these weird podcast
4: dudes. <laughs> All
0: right. um, unknown Stranger. Mm-hmm. But, you know? I'm already getting some ideas for it. <laughs>
4: unknown stranger
3: <laughs> coming
4: to me in the
3: night. <laughs> you
0: know, we can just uh, we can expand. It's
3: my unknown stranger <laughs> <laughs> coming in on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There
0: we go. winkle, Ball winkle hitting it the, with there the lyrics. Mm. Yeah, so we'll do that at some point. Uh, maybe next week. I'll write you a little song, my friend. Would you a good improv? Yeah, we are doing a good improv. We've
3: been working on a on a track for the last few weeks. <sighs> yeah, that's why we haven't done it.
0: So by the way, yeah, just to let everybody know, so we I know we haven't done an improv track since um since Christmas now. The last one we did was Flying High this Yule. Mm. Um but the reason we haven't done it, it's not just because we can't be asked. It's because we um, are working on a big project. Um, I can't remember. Have I already said like what we're doing? Yeah, uh, I've already, I've already announced. I think so. Yeah, I think I have as well. But mm. I just couldn't. I can't remember exactly when. I don't know how how deep
3: we got into it.
2: But yeah, it was
0: like so,
2: um, it's a battle ongoing. Yeah, mm.
0: so a lot of you know, for our old school listeners, you might remember that um, not the Christmas just gone, but the Christmas before, we did like a funny. Um cover of, of Jingle Bells, but we're called Jingle Balls because we're really mature. Um but halfway through the song I wrote this weird little quite dark story just called The Tale of Jimmy O'Malley. So our cover, our cover is called Jingle Balls Brackets, the Tale of Jimmy O'Malley. And half in between, um sort of like the, the the two halves of Jingle Balls, I wrote this little story about this little lad called Jimmy O'Malley, and it's about basically, you know, he's writing to Father Christmas and he wants some drums, but basically it's quite dark instead krampus comes and he kills him and then um we had like um some some feedback at the time and that and i remember some some comments on the youtube video and they were like oh my god i can't believe you just out and out killed jimmy and like bring there was another one that i think was like bring jimmy back and something like that um so (laughs) um, jimmy
2: Mm -hmm. i
0: thought like that yeah you know at some point we'll do that so anyway a song has been written and a song has been recorded obviously it took us quite a long time to um get all of that done and you know you know for any any musicians out there a that have spent in time, intact. yeah. <laughs> well, for, for any musicians out there that have spent time in the studio, you you know you know what it's like. So I I wrote the song in pretty decent time, but the production obviously takes a long time, like that for that style. Because usually we just do sort of improv stuff, mm. record it live. This was different format, obviously. Like moldy track, baby. Yeah, moldy track, and obviously like you know we're like oh maybe this will sound good, and then we'd spend like three hours <laughs> recording stuff that just later on we just deleted. Yeah, and yeah. stuff. So it's an arduous process and it's a tedious process. Um, but the result is going to be beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So we've we've got a song. The, the song has been like finished now. There are a couple of tiny little tweaks we want to make to it, but mm. the song is basically finished. And we um, did a full day's filming today, which yeah, awesome. Mm. We Just did
3: about three quarters of the and done. I'd say. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd say that. So yeah, mm. so we've done a lot of the filming today. And uh, and as I said, this is this is a sequel to the tale of Jimmy O'Malley that we wedged in between um, our cover of Jingle Balls. So this will be a direct sequel this time. It's a whole song dedicated to it. So I think the original one was maybe like 2 minutes yeah, in between a minute, like, minute and a half, 2 yeah, minutes. Yeah, in or... between the 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 jingle balls. Um but this is a whole whole song. A whole tale. A whole song with its whole um you know own video and everything and it's and it's what happens after Jimmy O'Malley has been killed by Krampus. So it's the whole follow up to that. Um it's it's very sort of written in like a fantasy style, so think sort of like you know Lord of the Rings. Um, mm. you know, Game of Thrones, like any of those like really good fantasy, you know, Conan the Barbarian. Um, and like I was showing Bullwink actually on Friday. One of the things I was thinking about in my head, sort of conceptualizing it all, was um, there's this really old um, little film that was, mm. that was, I think it was done by George Lucas actually, before George Lucas has like made it as like a massive director and producer. And it's called, um, I think it's called Black, Black Angel. Angel. Black yeah. Angel. And it's like this little half an hour um movie
4: that mm. like
0: he made back in the day, really low budget. Um and it's 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 a I to me I think it's a beautiful piece of film like cinematography. Mm. I said it's only about it's only about 25 minutes long, something like that. Um you can
2: watch it on YouTube. Yeah you can watch
0: it you can watch it in good quality on YouTube. It's it was I think it was filmed in 1980. You know, mm. so
3: expect the filming to be 1980 mm. quality, but as long as you know, you're not. Um... Still back when it was film yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah, that was always a big thing that stopped um, normal people getting into it as much is the fact mm. that films were so expensive and, yeah. and everything, you know, and to actually shoot off a whole reel and stuff I know that Quentin
0: Tarantino is like real fussy about. Mm. Um, mm recording stuff properly with like, old school film and yeah. He's, like, yeah he's a real like stickler for that isn't he he's like doesn't like the fact that it's all like you know digital nowadays and mm. stuff like that but um yes yeah, it's, it's a really cool 25 I don't know if you've ever seen it Joe I don't think you, you have I know I've never watched it with you and it's the sort of thing that I know that probably So what
3: what, what is it what's the kind of premise of it it's just a short story is almost it's it
0: got audio as well it's not like a um... yeah it's got audio oh, right? cool. it's, it's, it's like 1980 so um it, you know it, it's 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 in colour obviously and they had mm. colour by 1980 commonly but um I said, I think he wrote it like almost like right after he did A New Hope or something. And I can't remember the exact reason why George Lucas did I'm sure it's George Lucas that did it. Anyway, um, it's a little story about like a little night and it's almost like a little short story about mm. it. And it's like, it's quite simplistic, but it's, it's beautiful in its simplicity.
2: There was mm. a lot of focus on like the scenery around and the nature. Yes. Mm. Like a yeah. big focus on, on, like you say, the cinematography yeah. of capturing that. Uh, beautiful landscapes that they're going through. Which Did you watch cool. it all nice.
0: on Friday when I showed it to you?
2: I didn't watch it then, but I have watched right. it since. Right, yeah, but I yeah. think
0: it's it, it's very good at building ambiance, and it's like it's quite oh, it's ambience. quite dark, but like it's not horrific. Mm. But there is a dark, it's dark fantasy. Do you know what I mean mm. it's quite like for anybody, quite eerie, out, yeah, for anybody that, that out there that's like a fan of like Frank Fazetta. If you don't know who Frank Fazetta is, he's like one of the most famous fantasy artists of all time. Um excuse me he wrote uh he, he drew sorry a lot of the the, the artwork for um the, the the famous old Robert E Howard novels and Robert E Howard is the guy that basically created Conan the barbarian even if you haven't seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan the barbarian movie or even maybe the Jason Momoa one the more recent one which wasn't really so good but um yeah um Robert E Howard created um Conan the barbarian as like a character and, he, and Robert E Howard wrote a whole series of books on it and all the front covers were drawn by Frank Frazetta, and he's basically this amazing fantasy artist, but um, his style's quite, like, dark. I'm a, He's, mm. like, my favourite artist, so I've got some of his um, art in my in my house, like, um, some of the real famous ones, like Death Dealer. Yeah, I mean, one of, like, very well-known pieces. Sounds cool. And this <laughs> other one called, like, you know, Kane of the Golden Sea and stuff, and it's about, it's like, there's lots of, like, skeletons. And lots of boobies. Mm. Yeah, there is, there's, like, nudity. There's, there's, like, you know, they're, they're not, like, X-rated at all or anything like that. I think they're actually quite classy. Tasteful. Yeah, they're tasteful. Tasteful they? boobies. They're mm. tasteful, classy boobies, mm. rather than like non-taste. Because nobody wants non-tasteful boobies. Mm. No, mm. no. I want no. them tasty. Boobies. You want. You want. You want. <laughs> nobody. Yeah. You want tasty. They're flavorful. You want tasty, flavorful, classy boobies. Yeah. Over un. Of course. Taste. You know. You don't want to be like you know. <laughs> Tasteless. Going down the local brothel, man. You know? No yeah, You want like some Kate Middleton boobies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> classy, classy man.
4: <laughs> sorry to
0: any ladies listening <laughs> but yeah so um yeah so uh, quite graphic but quite dark but i, I really love his it's like got this beauty to it even like the real dark stuff it's got this beauty to it as i said he's not afraid of like you know showing like um the male or female form do you know what I mean there's like quite a lot of like raw flesh in it and stuff like that but i say raw i never flesh. i never see it in like a weird seedy way mm. or anything mm. like that i see it's like and he openly says do you know what I mean like he was like really admired i like, mean he was like completely in love with his wife and, like, really admired the feminine form. And I know that might sound like a funny thing to say, because <laughs> it's like, well, what heterosexual men don't? But, mm. you know what I mean? You could tell from a, like an kind of artist's point of view. Cause it's like he, an
3: appreciation of yeah, it. Yeah, because he, yeah, mm. he, he was, yeah. obviously... a creative way. Yeah, he was,
0: obviously, a ridiculously high-level artist, and mm-hmm. he looked at women almost, like, as a piece of art. Mm. Um not in a way you know, as I said, you know, not in like an no, just the beauty. Way. Yeah, How the beauty. you can see
3: beauty in something yeah. and fully yeah. just like Do you see I'm trying to cover my like, basis, in, <laughs> in, in awe of it. In awe of it, you yeah. know. When you're inspired yes the awe of that beauty. Yeah, I mean I mean mm. I think
0: we can all um sympathize with that to be honest. Mm. Mm. You know, I think totally. we, you know?
3: And I remember like hearing like about stories of like Egypt and ancient how the human civilization was like mm. seeded by like a like could have been like an alien race or something. Mm. It was like the gods and the stories of like like pre-Egypt and that. I don't. It's like the gods like mm. saw the form of, of of human beings and wanted to mate with them because it was so oh. beautiful. And that, and you can imagine it, can't you? Oh, yeah. You create that thing of beauty, and it's like you know. Giants or, and, and or in, men. in
0: Greek mythology as well. It's like we're running theme. <laughs> yeah, that's why, it, isn't it? Yeah, why I mean, you have like men like the demigods as they're called, so like mm. Achilles for anybody that's watched Troy with you know with Brad Pitt and mm. and uh, what's his name? Um, oh, oh, yeah, you the know guy. the guy that plays Hector. Yeah, and also sand. Orlando Bloom's in it as well. Mm. He plays Paris.
3: Yeah, Orlando Bloom doesn't play a very good par- character in but, that movie.
0: Oh, uh, well, I don't want to give a spoiler away, but he's <laughs> he's a good archer, the same as in Lord of the Rings, uh, and he actually yeah, does something yeah. really pivotal at the end, doesn't mm, he? Mm. Achilles' heel. Mm. Yeah. Um, but um, that's where the saying of Achilles' heel comes from. Um well, it literally is the, the origin, the originator mm. of, the, of the saying from that, from that the whole story of
2: of, of Troy. could not from the film, apart from that. <laughs> Not from the film, but mm. from yeah, the yeah, Orlando no. or, or <laughs> Bloom he invented the saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, just hit a shot so good that yeah, like, yeah. we got to talk about that. Yeah, actually, the saying was <laughs> only from like
0: 2004 or whatever it was, mm. whenever that movie came out. Great movie by the way. Yeah, it? so Sean good. Who isn't it? It?
3: it? I can't remember. Sean yeah, Bean oh
0: I think I do remember that He's one of In the Greek army That's Mm. attacking Troy He's in like the same army as like
3: Achilles And all that Mm. Um, Yeah that was so good Yeah I I watched that again recently Like not recently Probably about like Six months ago Or something Like you know It's a really good movie Isn't it Yeah so good But um Yeah that's that that, Yeah the Greek thing Yeah so talking about about Demigods mm. So
0: like obviously Achilles Hercules They're demigods And the whole reason why Is because Zeus. The gods were
3: so tempting.
0: Zeus obviously
3: beautiful fall on the the beautiful ladies. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: it's like Zeus obviously is like the king of the of the Greek pantheon of gods, but he basically just like walks among earth sometimes uh, um, among the earth because you know it's like you know why not why not not, yeah and it's like sometimes we see these beautiful women and he just can't help but just like then (laughs) want to like you know partner up with them for a little bit. So a lot of them the time, you know, the women don't even know because he's like in disguise or something. Mm. And um They're gonna be birthing a god a
3: demigod. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So then,
0: you know, because they are then are literally gonna be half gods. So that's why Achilles is like so OP in Troy. And it's mm. also why Hercules is like so OP in all the in all the Greek myths. Mm. Like literally like, there's tales of like Hercules like taking down like giants and Cyclopses and Hydras mm. and the, you know, the the Nemean is it the, I think it's the Nemean lion. It's like supposed to be like the, the the largest lion that ever lived and stuff mm. like that, and then he wears its hide as a cloak. Has there been like cool. a good
3: Hercules movie? Like, um, in a Disney ones, yeah. I like No, <laughs> uh, I, I really don't think there is. I mean, no, no there was this. A good you could make it, yes. killer Disney, uh, <laughs> killer, um, Hercules if it was
0: like one as good as Troy because yeah. obviously yeah, the yeah. way they
3: portray Achilles, it's like perfect,
0: it's like, or like gladiator, a... like when you think yeah. of like, yes. Crow and that, like, but it's like you know, because Achilles, you know, these guys they're demigods, they're not out and out gods, so they can't just like send mm. like lightning bolts down. To kill with or anything, but they got but, human power. But it's beyond, like, but it's like normal. humans, normal mm. humans can't compete. Mm. Like the whole thing in Troy, like Hector's like the finest warrior in Troy, and he's like he can like pretty much off anyone, mm. Hector. But then it's like once he's up against Achilles, that's like a whole mm. other level. It's literally like, invincible. Like can apart he from one spot?
2: He can't. Mm. He
0: can't make him bleed. He can't even mm. like land a blow. Can he really? It's just it's like so crazy. It's man, just yeah. demigods are just that.
3: Them guys, they just got that. They peep. got that extra notch. Mm-hmm. That, that extra man. layer level. level. They mm. can go
0: super sane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They can go super sane on your ass. But um, yeah, really cool. So just to backtrack, because I know we're like, <laughs> so we were talking about how gods... Oh, also, there's a reference to it as well for anybody that's seen the show Vikings. Do you remember when um um Auslag uh, mm. she was like visited by like Odin? Oh, uh, is it Odin or is it um? Odin. Odin. It's supposed to be Odin, I think. No, but hath,
3: hath, he was called like. Yeah, but I think hardband. Yeah, but har- that's like that's like it's like disguise or something. Oh, it's, it's like, it's I, like, like, I like, thought Harband was a. No, was no H- his name
0: wasn't hard. No, was
3: Harband H- Hardband. Hairband. <laughs> oh what, no, herband. Harband. Oh, yeah, well, I got one. I got No, what is his name? What her- is <laughs> his name? Everyone that's watching Vikings. name is watching. Harbert. Harbert. Her- B- her- Hard-Bard. Hard-Bard. Is this name? Can you try and look it up? Sorry. Oh, I, I, I swear that was a god. The, it was a, it was a, it was like a god. It wasn't I don't I don't think it was Odin. I think I think Hardbard was like <laughs> a god <laughs> no, in I, the Viking pantheon, wasn't he? No, Hardbard no, is think... a
2: wanderer and mysterious storyteller. I don't know if I'm even reading the right thing. I think it Dreamed right. off by Helga, Auslag and yeah. Siggy. ...before he arrives in Kattegat. Yeah, so uh, who is
0: he supposed to be? Who's it's impl- who is it implied that he is Does it, as you go on? Did How So Bo- Bo- <laughs> Bo- <laughs> Bo- just looked it up, so didn't... But I, a lot
2: I, of scientists believe... He is Odin <gasps> In disguise
3: This, this uh, scientist right here Ladies and gentlemen This uh, <laughs> scientist thought, I thought ha- Harbard Was a um, <laughs> <laughs> Was an actual <laughs> the god The great like, Viking, Viking god Harbard. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought that was it Because then like Loki uh, When um, Floki comes back mm. And stuff Mm. I swear, uh, like, I thought that he said, Harbert has been here, or something like that. Like, like yeah. he knew that. Well, I think he was in touch with the gods as well, I think wasn't there's he?
0: several references to it. Like, I don't think he... I can't remember if he does the whole time, but doesn't he wear, like, an eye patch? Or at least mm. a part of it. And Odin... I know like the women. Odin's depicted with an eye patch. Mm. And Odin, very much like we were saying about Zeus, and some of the... Yes, And yeah, you, were, no, and you were saying about, like, the Egyptian or pre-Egyptian gods or whatever whole idea is that they walk among the mortals sometimes, mm. and then like almost like chosen, certain chosen women, then he will like mate with them. Mm. You know, um, carry on that bloodline. Well, basically, the reason I just brought that up is because it's a common theme in like every mythology, mm. isn't it? In, in all the pagan mythologies, anyway. Yeah. Well, just actually, even, even in Christianity, so even it's like you know what I mean. It's like I know he might not do it physically, but God knocks up Mary. Mm. It's just that it's <laughs> a bit more PG, isn't it? <laughs>
2: It's yeah. like rather than divine fi- conception. Rather than yeah. physically well. coming down in like a <laughs> yeah. male form, yeah. like
0: Zeus or Odin would, which is yeah. so honest, the more fun way, baby. <laughs> he like almost <laughs> just like magically goes <laughs> and like <clears throat> like magic's a, a baby, you know, doesn't he? Mm. Which, is, Zeus. which is Which is a lot less like, you know, let's face it, if you're gonna watch a movie on one of them,
3: mm.
0: you know, that's like you know, that's like the that's, so that's a lame movie.
3: Everyone appreciates the female form. Yeah.
2: <laughs> going back to that, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and anyway, going back to Frank Fazetta. Um I think that's where we started off. So yeah, Frank Fazetta, um, great artist. He did all the um that's and yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's very Frank Fazetta style, Black Angel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we spoke about that because we filmed something today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, it. So, that's it, that's it. Oh, yeah. finally getting oh, back around Full circle. Oh, mate, I'm,
0: so, I'm, I'm impressed <laughs> that we could even do that. Usually we just get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah so do you, do you, now you've seen it, they ball in good. Do you know what I mean about Black Angel? It's got that almost like that dark, it's like yeah. dark, but there's something almost like beautiful
2: about it, but it's got
0: that dark fantasy style, Yeah,
2: it? it's almost lonely in yeah. a way. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a nice, like, it's like an how appreciative many characters loneliness. are there in it from
0: the start again like one or two three not a lot <laughs> i haven't seen it in years so you'd know better than me because you've seen it more recently. yeah
2: um he fights skeletons at the end i oh, did see that spoiler alert well uh i'm the worst for that
0: mm-hmm. i always remember how funny it was I, the funny thing is i can't actually remember doing this um but before we go back to maybe talking a little bit more about the the, the video that we shot and the song and stuff I just remember, um, most of you, well, a lot of you listening will have either seen, um, Bullwinkle's brother Josh, like, on, or heard him at least on um, some sort of, like, show before, like, he's been on quite a few days. Zeus the Gold? Yeah, yeah the Gold. Yeah, we should get
3: Josh on the pod soon, Yeah, man. yeah cool. He hasn't been on a pod before. Josh is
0: always a good, g- a good person to have a natter with as well, mm. I mean, just knows a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of cultural references and that, but, um, yeah, but Zusua the Gold's been on The Darkdale, which is like my rock and metal show on AWNSR. A- um, Josh has been on that quite a lot, Zusua, and he's also obviously Bullwinkle's brother. So a lot of the people that are listening to us actually know us personally will obviously know Josh Aest, mm-hmm. Um, You know, former lead singer, guitarist of Death by Kai, etc. Great photographer, great artist. And stand-up guy. But um, <laughs> um, Yeah, Josh just said that it's like this hilarious um, story about when The Phantom Menace came out. When we were in primary school, I think we were like in year six, I think, when The Phantom Menace came out. Obviously, um, Star Wars Episode One, the prequels, <laughs> and um, I saw it like a couple of days before Josh. I think I saw it on the day it came out because my parents were like av- like mega Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all went to see it in the, in the cinema, and I was like super hyped about it. And you know, when you're excited about something, I know I know that you're like this as well, Drew. And you want to share it with somebody, <laughs> and it's not you don't want to spoil it for him. Obviously, you never want to like deliberately spoil it for him. But sometimes in your excitement, you might like blur something out. And then you might accidentally give a spoiler, and then it's like. <laughs> for, but like some people are like really strict, like I don't want to spoil it. Don't, yeah. don't tell me anything. And obviously, like, Josh is one of those people. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then mm. I like you say, like my uncle Dom's like it as well. Like, he won't even watch
3: a trailer. Mm. He doesn't I, wa- I'm he, the same. He doesn't want to watch, watch trailer. any trailers. He, no. no, I don't. I he wants to go it. in cold. There is a lot that they get into trailers as well, aren't there? It yeah. seems I, like I feel like they just put like the... the
2: entire movie into it, and then mm. like bits. That's a critique. That's a critique of a lot of trailers. Yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm gonna go see the film anyway. I know I'm gonna go see the film because I've heard like, oh, this is gonna be a good film, so i want to go see it so i don't need to see you know the bits about it because normally
3: the only reason i watch trailers is if i'm going through netflix and i want to watch a movie and i don't know what it's about yeah yeah yeah. am i gonna like this or am i not gonna like this and it's kind of those throwaway movies that are a bit just like yeah i need someone to put on i do
0: there's definitely an art even into just making a trailer isn't it because it Mm. should just be enough to entice but not give away like if you give away stuff of like the climactic stuff or give away almost like um Mm. You're like giving away spoilers almost in your stuff. own yeah. trailer, like you know. It's I find outrageous. those
3: trailers real funny on like Netflix, where they just pick like one of the scenes. in yes. the movies. It's usually
0: you know, like, like more lesser-known movies, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they do that with yeah, like movies that almost aren't and I'm like, quite high budget. to have its own trailer. <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah it's I think funny, yeah. I think there's quite a lot of like push from mm. um, producers and and well, probably not producers, but the actual companies that are you know putting out the product for trailers to show more and more. Yeah. Mm. Because oh, really? it because it will get like more people in the cinemas. Enticing they, more they, people in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just mm. show the best bits is always what they're trying to put out. Mm. Whereas I think you should save the best bits because 100%. that's the bits you want to go into for the cinema and go, Oh, <gasps> that's crazy. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas you don't really get that if you've already seen it in the trailer. Yeah. So um yeah, that's why I stay away from them. Yeah,
0: yeah. but um yeah, but getting getting back to the original story, so I, I went I went to see episode one, Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace. Came into school, Josh was really looking forward to seeing The Phantom Menace, um, but hadn't seen it. It was like that night, he was going to go see it with his mum or something. Um uncle's mum. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking about, and he was like, is it good? And I was like, man, it's really, really good. And I was like, really excited. I really wanted to talk to him about it. But he was like, don't tell me anything, man. Don't tell me about anything, because I hadn't seen it yet. I'm going to go see it tonight or whatever. And I went, oh alright man I won't tell you anything but all I'll say is is um, that Qui-Gon Jinn dies and Darth Maul gets cut in half
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: probably the two most like important parts of the whole entire yeah. movie do you know what I mean like just completely ruined it uh, and it's so funny because I can't even remember saying that but it's just one of those things that I've almost like stuck with Josh that I could just imagine him at the time just being like
4: oh, you've ruined it oh man <laughs> like literally do you know what I mean like
0: all of that like I, just, I could just imagine him, like watching say like for everyone that's like seen the Phantom Menace, like that that uh, iconic fight at the end between like Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor and Ray Park or Qui Gon Obi Wan and Darth Maul um, in character, and it's like quite you know it's an, in- an intense fight, isn't it? With the- mm. <laughs> No,
2: It's like an
0: intense fight, and the choreography and that is like insane, uh, you know? it, like backflips galore and stuff, and
2: possibly the best. Although, I will- actually, I'll take that back because I think the third. Oh, the yeah, I think Anakin Obi Wan. It's, it's very, is the best yeah, it's but very good. In Obi- terms, in terms of yeah. pure
0: like action, just over the top like choreography and everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, but um, insane fight. I just was imagining Josh watching it, just being like, "I know what's gonna happen." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, was, I, was like, I know that in a minute freakin quigonjin's going to die and darth was going to get cut in mm. half there's
3: nothing better than a surprise when you're watching something yeah. though, like that you're you're mm. truly enjoying like yeah. that bit in um spoiler alert that bit in uh, game of thrones where the where that that, that cool prince guy who's like um, Oberyn Martel. yeah fighting fighting that massive the thing the mountain yeah and, and then literally and then he gets his head watermeloned at the end and you I don't see like, it coming oh. do you yeah Game and I remember so it's how, straight, how much it surprised me and how cool that was I because was, like, everyone
0: fears the mountain don't they yeah. and I, even the hound like even though the hound wants to kill him he's got this such a healthy respect for him like the mountain's like this juggernaut of a of a, of a creature um, like almost like inhuman strength and size and everything like everyone's frightened of him but Oberyn Martell is like this, basically, he's like a freaking ninja, isn't he? Mm. He's like so good at fighting. Obviously, it's a completely different style of fighting to the mountain. The mountain's a juggernaut, that hence the name, the mountain. What was it? It's his nickname, Gregor, So Gregor Clegane, Um, of House Clegane. But um, yeah, Oberyn is like doing backflips and spin and stuff, and he's got this like spear, but it's like poison tipped and all this stuff. And he's like, he's just like the mountain just can't land a blow, can not he? Because he's just like too slow. So Oberyn's like flipping around him and just like cutting his fucking... Legs and that um, 24 minutes 37 And he's like, <laughs> like cuts his legs And all this stuff like that And then right at the last second Yeah he's like The mountain's on his back Isn't he Yeah Basically, he's gonna get The final blow Trips his freaking leg Gets on top of him And he's like Boop But like <clears throat> Pops his head by like Sticking his thumbs in his head first Do you remember In his like, eyes proper graphic, yeah, so is fun, yeah. He's like screaming And then yeah. like Almost like pulls his Oh Scullabot. man that was it it
3: reminded me of a watermelon it, yeah. I can imagine yeah. how a watermelon
0: would <laughs> break, you know to be to be so, fair um obviously I know that like a lot of people criticize um George R R Martin for like his his um he's basically been really struggling to write this last book isn't he mm. and the plan originally with game of thrones was that hopefully uh George R R Martin would have brought out his last book by the time they they the the, the television series caught up to it mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't have had to adapt to anything himself um, but obviously that didn't happen. And even so, it was like years ago now that that last season came out mm. and he still hasn't finished it. And a lot of people reckon now that he's almost like incapable of finishing the book. Mm. They think that he's got himself really? into a bit of a corner. Like mm. he's created, he, like he's, there's too many stories. There's too many subplots. There's too much going on. And it's like, is it even possible for somebody to actually do justice and wrap up all of those mm. individuals up? Because he's hyped mm. up every single part, mm-hmm. but it's almost like in his head he hasn't finished, he hasn't, figured out how to finish everything. Mm. So then it's like,
2: he's trying to do it. The hardest part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, exactly. It is the hardest part, I think. Mm. Mm. So it's like, um, do you know what I mean? It's like, how do you do justice to all these characters? Like you've done this epic storylines
3: for, like, how would you wrap it all up? Um, Mm. Because it's the journey that is so enjoyable, isn't it? Like when you're watching yeah. and seeing how it's developing and everything, it is. It's such a such an epic journey, but and, yeah, it needs I think that finalization. But then, how do you do it? It's got more subplots,
0: has not it? Than like think of anything else. Like, think in Lord of the Rings. There's like there's like a couple of subplots, but George, I think um, Tolkien was like he was just such a an expert. I writer. still wish
3: they put John Bombadil. Oh, um, Tom, Bombadil. Tom Bombadil. John Bombadil. <laughs> oh, he's getting wrong. <laughs> yeah. was like,
0: he, was like, Tom. he was like the rocker. He was like his rocker brother that went towards John Bombadil. <laughs> hey, I'm John Bombadil. Ba-da-ba-ba-da. This comes in like playing a solo with like a rag dipped in acid. <laughs> ah, had... I'm John Bombadil. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Tolkien was almost like such an expert at writing. He like you know what I mean. He had a subplot of like Frodo and Sam are uh, doing this. Aragorn and oh, Legolas yeah, and Gimli know, yeah, are doing yeah. this. Mm. Um, you know, with a couple of different subplots, but it's like nothing that nothing too out of control. Mm. What George R, R. Martins and it's like, there's a subplot. Each character there's basically it's like every character has their own subplot. So like the Hound has one, Arya Stark has one, Sansa has one, Jon Snow has one, Tyrion has one, Jamie Lannister has one. So mm. you know I mean? it's like, whoa, do you know what mm. I mean? Like he's he's put him, he's put a lot of work on his shoulders. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Who like, were
3: the? Was it a group of writers that actually finished off the main? Um, I, think season the of two, the
0: TV? I think it was the two. I think it was the two like co-directors might have been co-director producers. It was like mm. David. Oh, I can't remember. Was it like something Weiss and something off or something like that? Something like mm. that. Like David. No clue. David Weiss and something Benioff. With, or something? Um,
3: with 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 um, Mr. Martin's um, uh, books. Oh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, yeah. With 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 his books, did he? Did he get to a point where the White Walkers had come past the wall? No, I don't think so. No, either. I was going to say, man, because it was built up so good yeah. like for that happening. In, in the and books,
0: like, we don't even know if there's such a thing as the Night King. Mm, you know, the leader of the White yeah, Walkers? Yeah, yeah. They think, it's like a lot of people that are super into it think that there probably is going to be a Night King in the books, but it's not even like confirmed in the book.
2: Mm. Do you think maybe the actual writers of the TV show deserved a bit less hate then? Because obviously, if they've been if they've been given this story that even the own creator of the story doesn't know how to finish, it must be like a hard job for a TV writer, you know, that's yeah. used to just doing adaptations to then be like. Right, mm. we're we're gonna have to finish this story ourselves. I, I, think, I feel like that's quite a hard thing if you're not even used yeah. to it, and it's not your own story. I as well. think
3: was it worth finishing? Yeah, yeah, that's what, you I, know was what I mean. Say. Like, yeah. yeah, you could argue maybe
0: it should be put on hold. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, were they only doing it? Yeah, yeah. To think of the fans, but to think of a different set of fans you because if say, a lot of the fans say, were alienated mm. of, like from it because they were so into the books, should they have waited for the books? And you know, I can't remember. Like, we've probably just made it more epic. Mm. We probably have talked about it before, Drew. Um, but like. Yeah, I don't
0: know what you thought, but I did think the last season was a letdown.
3: Yeah, it was. And, and I remember I got about, um, I was just not digging it more and more as it went on. And I didn't even finish it. So like, not, I, I, I think about, about two episodes, yeah. like, towards, like, I didn't watch the last, like, two episodes or something. Yeah. And I haven't, like, now and then, yeah. A lot of stuff, yeah. Just almost, Some of the stuff seemed like easy way
0: outs. Other stuff just seemed almost like a bit, like, from the way they almost, like, built up the character. I can't even imagine the character doing that. Other plots, the way they were ended, made stuff that happened earlier on in the seasons, like, pointless. Mm. Like, you know, like, almost like some of the Jon Snow plot just almost seemed to just fall apart. Like, it Mm. seemed like there was nothing even special about him in the end, whereas they were almost building up subtly this whole time. He was a saviour. Yeah, Mm. that he was like this, this, you know, yeah, this saviour. And then in the end, it was like almost like he didn't even really play much of a big part in... Mm
3: in anything went a bit like, Pompeii near the end yeah 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 you know, yeah. Like, you know yeah. that movie yeah yeah I heard that wasn't like amazing like, no it wasn't like, yeah no, it was kind of a bit mediocre I watched but everyone it everyone was yeah. expecting it to be like amazing like yeah, it wasn't that great. It
0: wasn't mm. bad, but mm. it wasn't good. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd say that's pretty fair to say. Yeah. It's one of th- the
2: reasons that I've not watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's because yeah, 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 I'd it. like to start it. I've heard mm. so many good things, but then I've also just heard from everyone that the last season's so bad. I reckon you should like...
0: just watch everything apart from the last season and then and almost then make, make, are make, are They remake and, 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 yeah. and then almost like, imagine that the last season doesn't exist and then maybe when the last book comes out, then just read the last mm. book. Yeah. Man, one that I always wish
3: they'd done one for is like, is The Dark Tower by Stephen King. like. They they've, tried to do us another Yeah, they've, done, series, they've they? done they've Did done they've done a do movie and 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 it, and it, it was Idris just Elba? rubbish. The movie was rubbish. They pretty much put it's got like seven or eight books or something and mm. they and they pretty much like packed it all into one film. And, yeah, so that's a um, lot to whittle down into yeah, one Yeah, and it's just so there's some epic stories in the whole of that like eight books, you know, and yeah, yeah. and the characters weaving and everything like that and I and I do think it would make an epic like long form series, you know. Mm. Yeah, man. But yeah. One of the
2: only things that I've ever seen that I've been like has just stayed so consistently good throughout the beginning to the end is Breaking Bad, which I literally just finished like the other day. You no, know I, mm.
0: I, I, I've only <sighs> seen the first season. It's mm. so
2: good. It's so good. And it just gets better and better every I single season. I feel like season. that about The Last Kingdom mm. Mm. as well. But one thing that's
0: I think about about um, that, and I I don't, I, I don't know if what the case is with, with Breaking Bad, if it was written beforehand, but... We, I think we've talked about it before, but The Last Kingdom is based on a series of books by Bernard Cornwall, who's like a ridiculously well-respected and like high-level writer. And they
3: did they stick pretty Yeah, to they, those, they stick yeah. pretty like loyal mm. to
0: it. And he mm. was like, you know, like working with them in all the se- a seri- a se- series or seasons, however you want to say it. Um, you know, and almost like being on hand for like, you know, the directors would go to him, like, what do you think this character would do in this situation if there was anything that wasn't directly taken from the books and everything? So he would say, well, oh, Uhtred would do this or this Al- <laughs> Alfred would do this. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you're staying true, then, aren't you, to like, the mm.
3: authors? What's funny, man? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, 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 just remember this part in The Last Kingdom, and like when we, used to, when we like lived here, mm. and um, Rupert knew about um, Victoria Park. If if you what? just ever mentioned Victoria Park, he's, like, he'd go like this, and like that's like, hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, he would like, think, and then and then like there was this part in The Last Kingdom, and you know like Bebenberg to, um, oh, to think. when yeah. he went, yeah, like and he and there was some, and it was like near the end of like the seasons and yeah. stuff. And he and Utra comes out to his horse and he's pretty defeated after this like part. I can't remember what happened in the scenes, mm. but then he's talking and then someone says, "Oh yeah, I've just been past Bebember, and he went like you know, and he turned yeah. around and we and we both just like were just burst out laughing because it was, it was like exactly Rupert. like Rupert, like, right. like yeah. hearing that that one word yeah. that could like Bebember like... to Utra, it's <laughs> like Victoria Park to, to your dog. Yeah, 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 that's
0: hilarious.
3: <laughs> yeah. So it just reminded me of that and made me laugh.
0: Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, that's it. And it? it's like what what quality source material have you got if somebody's mm. made a good enough story and you stay loyal to it enough yeah that's mm. why a lot of people getting fed up now with like you know like the witcher controversy and mm. a lot of stuff like that and or, like the rings of power and stuff they're saying that's like the main the main criticism is are putting people off is that like it's not staying true enough to the source material and as a result so it's like
3: deeper stories to yeah. me
0: i just i mean maybe i'm missing something right i un- i understand that like these things are very complicated processes like making series and that but to me i think it seems so simple like look don't alienate the, the core the fans. core fan base because yeah. those are the ones that are most going to want to watch it, yeah, you know, like say like the Witcher* for example, it's the people that have read the books and it's the people that have played the games, mm. and the games are loyal enough to the books and they're similar enough to the books that usually the people that like the books like the games and vice mm. versa or like, a lot of mm. people that have read in the books read the books have have gotten the books because they like the games and they, you know they they're similar you know they're they're pretty much identical and even the mm. even the author like is pretty um um, I'm pretty sure he's like pretty complimentary about the games and stuff you know mm. but um, and Henry Cavill obviously being like a big fantasy nerd wanted it to stay true to the source material and it's almost like the directors and the producers apparently haven't like played the games or read the books and it's almost like they don't care Yeah, mm. and it was like why more about the views or like what, what they think will get the views yeah, or, yeah, or, or, or like, like or like, like about being like almost like woke and stuff in terms of like oh well we've got to add this and we've got mm. to add that and it's like, yeah. like and just like tell the story mm. just tell the story you know it's like and it's almost like Henry apparently on set a couple of times Henry Cavill would be like No, they'd it say wouldn't like, happen like that. Yeah, they'd be like <laughs> mm. well, the character that's doing this they wouldn't do that. Mm. Like mm. it's not their, in their character. Like if you if you you know, if you played the games you've read the books you'd know that whatever, like Siri for yeah. example like, they wouldn't act in this way.
2: Yeah. Similar to the, the Star Wars sequels. Yeah. I think yeah. That's, I think it's become, I don't know why it's yeah, become like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I,
0: I felt the same way. I felt so let down. And I know he did as Luke, well. He's yeah, like come Mark, out and said like, yeah, he feels Mark like his Cameron. character
2: was not done justice because it just wasn't him. But yeah, He um, was like nerfed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel, I feel like it's become more of a challenge for directors to undertake something that already has a source material. Because they're almost constantly gonna be having the uh pushback from an audience of being you need to stick to the source material, it needs to be like that, which I think it should be, if you're taking on like a really good story. But that's the sort of thing that Breaking mm. Bad had going for it was mm. that it wasn't already a story. It was yeah, all sure. made like by the director but, uh, and curator, so he got mm. to like have full freedom yeah. and there was no comparison to like is this better than that or is this better than but that sort of thing? the
0: thing is, though, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Because obviously the reason why I said The Last Kingdom is good is because it's got such good source material. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So all you had to do is basically put the written words of Bernard Cornwell yeah. onto the screen and mm. just do it loyally. If if, it, if you're going to do that well enough and if you're going to direct the actors to do that well enough and you're going to get good enough actors that can act like that and then mix them with the production and mm. the music that they're going to get and everything... Mm. like. You, it, it's going to be good mm. just it do what the is it's, it's yeah. hard for yeah.
3: producers to want to do that and I don't know why it's yeah. yeah, seems really like,
0: it only seems like a couple of you know like I, don't, I can't remember I don't know who does I know the fir- I think the first couple of seasons of The um, Last Kingdom was done by BBC mm. and then randomly they got bought out by Netflix and I think the La- Netflix mm. did it but they stayed identical in terms of production music everything mm. that, didn't they yeah but like whoever whoever the directors and the producers of, of The Last Kingdom are I don't know who they are off the top of my head but fair play to them because they did a freaking great job Um I definitely see the point you're saying, Bullwinkle, about like mm. Breaking Bad. But the downside of that is, then you actually have to make sure that the actual story is really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And without without like that really good source, good story-teller. Mm. you have to be an amazing mm. writer
3: yourself. Mm. Which, let's face it, it's not easy. No, no. there's no, a reason no, no. why there's a full art to storytelling yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, even I, I think I've said about it before, but one of the festivals I went to where there was this um, guy who was a wandering storyteller, and he just had a had this this massive like cart like um lorry thing that he had on on the site all wooden but like really big and the and the side just folded down into a stage and he would Mm. just come out and had musicians there and stuff as well and he would just tell these stories but right from Mm. it was all in here all in here and here you know and and would just recount these massive stories and 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 it was such a thing that would have been around the campfire like hundreds of years ago you know it would have all been you know key stories would have been passed down and passed down and passed down. And it was a true art to like, you know, and, and I just think it's, it's such a, it's such an amazing kind of thing to experience. Like when I was watching, I was thinking, I could not do this. You yeah, yeah. and you know? it's,
0: like, it's like, do you know what? That's, I, that's just made me think of something, which I'll say in a minute, but I just wanted to say this beforehand. It's like, think of it as well. Like in terms of like writing, like how many, like think to whoever's listening, right? Um, think about how many say like, whether it's like fantasy writers or whatever, that you can actually name off the top of your head. Mm. I mean, there's a, there's only a few, like, a handful, maybe, of, like, really famous ones. You know, you've got, like, George R. R. Martin, Game of Thrones guy. You've got Tolkien, Lord of the Rings guy. You've got um, J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter lady. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, C.S. Lewis, who, did, who wrote, like, Narnia and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, it's already starting to get a bit, like, uh, mm. you know, I can't remember his name, uh, his full name purely because it's a Polish surname, and, and as an Englishman being ignorant, it's hard to sometimes pronounce uh, Polish N- names very long ones but when like, they're written it's like in, andrew something, something yeah. like i think it begins with a p, p yeah like the guy the guy v- that rich that's the guy mm. that writ the witcher mm. it's like a like a long like nine or ten letter surname but it's like andrew pat something power pa- yeah pa- mm. Pa- mm. Lush- or something mm. like that yeah mm. that's true mm. sir. but i mean it's it's hard and there's a reason why it's hard and it's because it's hard being a really good writer mm. yeah i mean as i said bernard Cornwall's an amazing writer he sort of like mixes history with elements of fiction, mm. so he, that's what he always does. So he wrote like Sharp as well for anybody that rem- remembers that like series with Sean Bean from back in the nineties, which I loved. I grew up on that because my parents loved it, and I still think I think it's one of my favorite TV shows to this day. But <laughs> that was the same thing It was based on. But that was like the same way Last Kingdom is based loosely on his history, like the whole Viking Saxon time. Um, Sharp is based in the Napoleonic War, and it's following a guy called Richard Sharp who's like working his way up from the ranks just because he's like an amazing soldier in the British Army. But um, what I was thinking when you were going, on, Drew, about that guy, you know, he's like telling a story. Mm. What do you say? Did you say what his name was? I can't remember, can't his, remember his name. name? No. What
2: a nice, what a like person to hang around. That must be. Yeah, by
0: his the way. whole
3: family, like they they lived in this in this like thing, and and mm. would just go around like doing that. It's it so cool.
0: Yeah, man, it was it was making me think, and it's actually just a post I saw yesterday. I like followed Bill Bailey on Instagram, and he was saying how if, you've probably heard them before. When I used to do that um, folk. Uh, radio show. Well, you you did it as well for a long time. The Forest of Glebe
3: There's this folk art. Uh, these folk artists called High Lung. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you heard of them mm-hmm. before? Yeah. Um, that you know. C- Didn't they do the um, sort of music for Vikings as well? The first season. Uh, no, oh, Wartruna no. uh, did oh, Wardruna, that. Yeah. They're
0: similar to Wartruna though. Highland, yeah. It's a bit more shamanistic. I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. But, um, I'll tell you what, because um, for anybody that's watching us on like YouTube or Spotify, I'll get up some just so you know what I mean. But they don't refer to their gigs as gigs. They refer to them as rituals. Yeah. And they say we the yeah, yeah. re- and, and they say we don't refer to them as gigs because they're not gigs. They say they're mm. rituals. And apparently, you know, they come out beforehand, and it's like it's like more. The whole idea is that it's like more than a gig. It is a ritual. So they come out. You sit there. They build the ambience mm. up, and they walk around with like joss sticks and incense. There's a great artist oh, called Parangi mm. as
3: well that that does similar thing. And he's from yeah, Sedona amazing. in America, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they 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 get the joss sticks out and everything, and they they get the smoke in the air, and then it's like. You know, they build this whole tribal shamanic feel. So that it's it, it, it's not like just when you go, do, like going to a gig is amazing, obviously. You start now, you're taking There's the like music and it's just loads like, ah. of meaning
3: to it. But man. yeah, it's
0: more, it's deeper and deeper. It's, it's like an experience. Everything mm. they take into account, like, that your sense of smell, your visuals, your hearing and everything. And if, when you get all of those things in tune, I think that's when you have those real moments of like, whoa, mm. do you know what I mean? Right. It's like amazing when you've just got one, you know, in your cinema and you're watching something and you know and it's like a good s- score as well So you're like mm. the vi- you know that you, you know it's you, it's affecting you in ways you're not even taking in because you're not actively thinking about the score but you know what I mean or if you're like at a gig and this the music's amazing and you know maybe if it's quite like a theatrical band you know and you're like wow, this is just an amazing performance but it's like yeah I, I really appreciate high high lung don't even see it as a gig they yeah. see it as mm. like a, a as a ritual and <laughs> a performance but I'll get some of it up so that for people um, that don't know the band I'm on about you can glance down at your phone or um or um your computer, however you're listening to us. And just I'll play like a little bit of what I'm on about. Um so what's this? High Lung Live, twenty twenty two Copenhagen. Um be quite good if I could yeah, this looks like it's official. Yeah, so let's get the cool sound effects on the go. I was thinking as soon as I read like the the post from Bill Bailey yesterday, I was thinking, man, I want to go to Highland concert. Yeah, we I've should, we should get few. tickets. And I like, look how all the ladies dressed and everything with like freaking antlers on her head. And do you say you've been to a few? No, I've seen a few online, like
3: watched them oh, and right. stuff.
0: Yeah, come have a look, Bill Winkle. Very like, atmospheric. Yeah, man. A lot of ambiance. <laughs> the only thing is I reckon if I watched this live I'd want to strip off naked <laughs>
1: stop dancing around yeah it
0: is proper tribal though isn't it yeah.
2: it's always mesmerising in a way
0: yeah I reckon you would feel quite mesmerised watching it you'd either get mesmerised or you'd get naked
2: yeah yeah or both yeah, mesmerized and naked. Do
0: you know what I was thinking as well when I was like, like watching it before? I think they've incorporated almost like an element of like, you know when you're having like a really nice jam?
4: Yeah, yeah. And
0: there is still that element of like improv to it a little bit. I can feel like that they have kept that, although I'm sure they do obviously rehearse it a lot. But the feel, I can imagine, is like
2: that. Yeah, yeah. Skip forward a little bit. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> it's cool, though, isn't it? That is cool.
0: Yeah, it's making me want to go to a, a high-lung gig.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: mm, I, I think that with, like, Estas Ton and stuff as oh, well. Like, yeah. he's creating a space, and where his songs yeah, are man. so long, like 30-minute, like, guitar pieces oh. and stuff... It's just about creating an atmosphere. And like that's what I, I really like. A few things. I, I went to a festival and it was like the... I've said about ecstatic dances before mm. where you like kind of get led through like a... Um, it's like, almost like a meditation and like a shared like meditative experience when you're dancing and fully expressing yourself and everything. There's no talking or anything mm. like that. It's just, yeah, about the experience. Mm. And it was led by a live band um, before. So there was someone on the microphone guiding the experience also with the live band as well. And he was like almost all like conduct, like conducting the mm. band as well mm. as the experience mm. with all the people. And I'd never been to like a gig experience like that before. And mm. I was like, that was so cool. It was like this shared, cause you are creating a shared experience when you mm. are doing a gig normally, mm. but there's that, there, there is normally like a real big separation between like the band and the, and the people, yeah, and sure. you just yeah, kind yeah, of like. Yeah. But when it was like that, it was like everything was just merged as this one thing, and and you were like a part of the band as well, like dancing and stuff. And it was like it was so cool. And I was yeah, thinking, really cool. mm. and Parangi, he's like a loop artist, but multi instrumentalist, and he treats his gigs as like ceremonies, and mm. he will open up the space. And bring everyone into that state where they're yeah, it's about a shared. Creative I'd l- I'd love to like
0: try something like that. Mm. And I was like, you know, we were talking on earlier on when we were in the car on the way back from shooting our um music video, and um, that we were talking about earlier on in the show. We were talking about like a little jam we had with our friend Carmen, mm. like a little while back. So Carmen's just like um shout out to Carmen's just this crazy, in a good way, crazy Spanish lady we know. Um, and I said, I mean that, and I mean that like a, in a good way good good kind of crazy um but we had this really funny um and yet again funny in a good way good jam with her like the last time she was in england because she's living in mexico at the moment i think either that or she's back in spain i don't know but um she lived in england for a while that's why we met her um and yeah we had this jam with her but it was like i love um i love jamming Hmm. i love that whole style of just like you know there's no plan of what you're going to play um, A let's shared just,
3: collaborative experience you were just going to mm. play whatever and mm. once
0: you sort of like um, as long as you can sort of get into that vibe with the people you're playing with because obviously it does depend on the who you're with mm. but like with you in Karma, I find it super easy It's mm. like mesh with you both I think you're similar enough to me we're quite um, uh, like animalistic mm. all three of us very different but in our own way
3: in tune with that animalistic just, yeah like cause it yeah. creates a music that coming through you when it does like we have that this n- love, there's this like yeah. yeah even though we're all Thing very di- you can tap into we're very
0: different in terms of our personalities and stuff in terms of like our key traits maybe but we all have this super love of um, like nature, mm. this appreciation for it, and almost like all being in tune with almost like our animalistic side or something like that. Mm. And because of that, it's almost like that visceral, yeah, that visceral it's way powerful, of playing man. music, yeah. where it's like there's no plan you just do it and then you all sync with each other Mm. and then just like something starts happening and you're feeling this energy and this, 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 this magic. I feel
3: like we've lost it a lot in, in like in our normal lives, you know, Mm. and, and there's something about like ceremony and ritual Mm. and like those experiences and jamming. And I remember another experience when I was in, um, uh, into the wild festival Mm. and it was like the opening circle around a fire where everyone just gathered in a, I wasn't naked, no, but I oh. had my djembe oh. and, um, and and he's not talking about his penis, everyone. <laughs> he's talking about a drum, an actual djembe. <laughs> yeah, had my djembe out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't even have my djembe. Like, we just done the we just done the kind of opening like ceremony around the fire where everyone kind of gathered yeah. and like opened up the festival. Fire was going in the middle, and I ran and got my djembe because the tent was like oh, yeah. quite close. And got to the front and like just started playing it like by the fire, mm. and then like there was about fifty people all started joining in with the drum and we so created. You, so you started. I started. It, started so you it, man. started Whoa, a yeah, yeah, I, I started cool. it on my djembe, and yeah. then someone else um, like sat next to me, this girl called Joy. I still remember like, mm. a, a, like thing, and was like, and we were keeping it going and feeding off each other. I never spoke to this you person in my life. Joy. Yeah, I still remember the joy of that moment, I can tell you. <laughs> the joy of joy. And literally, like, everyone was just dancing, and, and, and it was like, and I remember so the ebb and flow of it. Everyone was, there, was dancing around Was there around any other musicians? Singing. Like, nope, it was just all so drums. So drum beat, what, people, then, people were singing in that? Yeah, and then people started singing over the top of it and weaving all these harmonies what, and random, everything. just random. Just random, just completely embracing the moment. Nice, and I was like, there was nice. something animalistic, something tribal about people <clears> wanting <throat> to come throat 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 and to throat 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 get together in that moment, and just, like, around the fire. And it was like I'm like this is what life's about This is oh. what we're, we're kind of missing mm. this yeah. Letting yourself go yeah. But also collaborate and, Like collaborating And, and communicating Together. With people around but, you but in, not in a, not a by state You know not
0: by just Traditional conversation No yeah, And it was yeah.
3: like I was like man This is so cool And also At the end of Boomtown Festival um, Where all the stages Were shut off And everything I think I've told you About this before as well But it was like It was mental Was this, had this one Were
0: you naked in this one
3: I wasn't naked no <laughs> But like um. <laughs> It was. It was like all the stages are turned off, and everyone headed to the woods because that was um, just a cool place to go afterwards. Yeah, and, well, were, and and you could Where almost you like hide to in the, the woods. woods. Yeah. And there was a group of like, Hiding it was thousands of people, man. And Whoa. there was these barrels that all had the rubbish in. People would out upturn the barrels and taking the barrels into the woods and were just drumming on on these steel barrels that mm-hmm. like you know like the bins and you didn't know where it started you didn't know where it ended it was thousands of people but it was weave and you could hear music in it i could i was le- i was Whoa. there and i could and because it was Spinning. it was like so tribal and so and it carried on for like a good couple of hours wow, it never man. stopped but it, if you can imagine like in in one part of it yeah, it would go yeah. down a bit and then it, and i remember sitting there and listening to it and because of the whole weekend of all this music and everything i could almost hear the weekend's music in the tribal kind of sound that everyone right, was making with the drums. And mm, it was yeah. it was like a it was an amazing experience, you know. And and that was another thing yeah. I thought, this is something that's missing from yeah. this is what we want. We want to express in this way, you know? Yeah. I wonder if that was almost like nature or nurture
0: in terms of like what you're saying about how you could hear almost like the weekend's experience summed up in the track. Like, do you reckon you felt like that? I mean you can't I don't think you can even answer the the question, but it's just something it's something that's nice for us all to think about. Do you think it was like that because? um somehow people did manage to like join up to then sum up musically almost like this is the musical representation of the weekend we just had or do you think that was on a on more because of like a personal thing to you like do you know I mean like obviously you had just had the weekend that you mm. had and then for you that yeah, was Yeah oh, like no romance. that it
3: was my personal experience of imagining that in my but, head no, the but, music yeah. but The shared experience. But do you see what I'm saying? What I quite like the idea of, and it's
0: a more far-fetched idea, and there's no way of us saying whether this is the case or not. But, you know, it's like somehow this, like, unity of, like, you know, you're somehow expressing an oral... 100%. That's oral A-U-R-A-L. Yeah. Not um, O-R-A-L, baby. Um, Yeah, like an oral representation somehow of your weekend like summed up through music like that's mm. to me that's a cool like almost
2: re- almost reproducing the energy that has come to yeah. you yeah like through all the yeah, music yeah yeah and to. almost
0: like it's like coming to you and then you're expelling
3: it through yeah, music, yeah 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 that's cool i like the idea of that it, do you um, know what it reminded me of as well when you see like a murmuration of birds and, it's, oh, and it yes. all stays together as one mm. thing but it, it moves in all these shapes in that like that's what the music sounded like that's a,
0: that's a really good analogy i think mm. and like
3: because it was all we were all the birds like we I were think all they, the people what, just
0: what I was saying, though, about when you're with people that you can really get on a level with, that same level with, when you're, like, jamming and stuff and in your situation, a great analogy for it is, like, a murmuration. Mm. When you see murmurations of birds and you're like, how, how are they, how are they all, like, doing <laughs> mm. this thing? Do you know I mean? It's like it's, it's like a dance, but it's not a dance. It's, like, on a deeper level than that. It's like this... They're weaving in and out of each other and it's like they they've these... All these creatures have just become one. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating. It's that energy that keeps yeah. it
3: all together, you know. And that's yeah. the thing with music, which is so amazing. Like with even on a smaller scale with bands, when mm. there's like five people that are all locked yeah. in, yeah. and it's so tight, it's like where who's creating that? Like, what are we locking into? we mm. it's this shared energy that everyone is like kind of riding like mm. this
2: wave, you know?
0: Yeah, man, it's so cool. It is absolutely crazy, man. It's mm. it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing
2: yeah man I love it must have been so cool to have started the other one as well yeah for you to have been the actual one starting it must Uh, have felt like you almost gave people that experience that experience
3: yeah it was so beautiful and then even like I remember like it was like ebbing and flowing with it like going down and that and I remember the joy (laughs) person said to me afterwards she was like oh thank you so much for like being there with that because I was like she was like, I was feeding off your energy, like to, to actually do some bits, and when I could feel that when it was dropping, you would like pick it up and so, mm. and it was like, ah, oh, that's cool, you know. We didn't speak at all in it, but like yeah. afterwards, it was like cool, hearing someone's like still
2: had that connection. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I bet that was nice as well. Do you know what I mean just obviously, you know that sh- she showed that that she really appreciated that. That's a nice yeah, feeling. Yeah, man, man. That's
3: it a nice was feeling, you know? so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. what
0: do you reckon, fellas? Um, do you want to do a little mystery Mondays now? Um, uh, or, do you, or do you want to do some quick five facts first? Um, can hit us with
2: the facts and then the mission. Hit, the hit, hit us with the facts. Hit us with the facts. Hit, hit, us, hit
0: us with the facts. facts. Hit us with the facts. Hit us with the f- facts.
4: facts. Hit us with the f- f- facts. F- hit us with the facts. Hit us with the facts.
0: It's time for a fact to bring it to y'all. We want to know something that'll make you feel real good. Real good. Real goody goody good. Real good. Real good. Real goody goody good. Right, so it's time for quick fire facts, everybody. Um, did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that the earliest dildos <laughs> were made from materials such as stone, mm. tar, wood, tar, bone, sticky bone, bone, <laughs> ivory, limestone, and even teeth? teeth. That is from um, yeah, basically from archaeological remains. Some of these materials were sharpened, while others were... I hope not too much, ladies. Come on. Calm down. You don't want to do yourself any damage. seen, like,
3: crystal ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Glastonbury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously, in Glastonbury. (laughs) Whereas Some of these materials were sharpened, while others were compressed, in order to create the genital image. (laughs) I love that. The genital image. That sounds like a real funny, like, name of a band. band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just my new punk band, genital image. (laughs) Um, Bones of ivory were the most convenient material for penis-like images. Double-head-shaped dildos are even found um, around 19,000 years ago.
4: Whoa,
0: so, damn. from archaeology, we found
2: 19,000-year-old dildos.
0: They like their pleasure. And what do you think they mean by double-head-shaped? Double-head-shaped.
2: So double-ended? Like uh, yeah, double-ended.
0: Oh. <laughs> Whoa. What for, like, some, like, <laughs> some, like crazy lesbian action? Mind blown. <laughs> Whoa, ladies.
2: Can't I start. assume that's what they mean, yeah. rather than, like... Mm. Like a two-headed snake or something like that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's like we're going to call it, the two-headed snake. Um, In fact, it says, in the ancient Egyptian civilization's art and paintings, which date back to over 3000 BC, that's obviously over 5,000 years ago now, folks, dildos are used in a variety of ways for both men and women. But even to this date, the most exciting usage of such dildos was, of course, depicted by the ancient Greeks. Mm -hmm. Shout out to all the ancient Greeks Mm -hmm. out there. And even just Greeks in general. Um, In ancient Greece, uh, vase art, dildos have been displayed in several ways. According to some artists' interpretations, these dildos were used solo um, or for women's group sex.
4: Um,
0: In a 6th century BC vessel, a woman is blowing a man while another man is thrusting a dildo into her... (laughs) anus. Man. (laughs) Might be a little (laughs) X-rated. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, everyone, if that's a bit x-rated. Uh-huh. To be fair, um, if, for like you know everyone that's listening on to the radio, it's past ten o'clock now. Yeah, do right? you know what I mean? Yeah, If, yeah. if you can't handle, bit of dildo in the ass. I was gonna say I was gonna say if you can't handle anal penetration after ten PM
3: then I know, When can you handle it?
0: Then I don't know what to say. But um no I am I am um, I am sorry if that's offended anybody, but um come on, we're all adults here. Come on, everybody, we're all we're all adults here. We haven't seen anything, we've just we've just heard a thing or two. Um <laughs> But anyway, what is so cool <laughs> about the Greeks' sexual activities is that they reinvented the dildo for more exciting and practical use. Mm. Whether the stone-made dildos led to injuries or not is unknown. I have to say, man, yeah, stone's quite a brutal... I mean, I know... Like I seen one... that with the crystal ones. I'm like, surely, like, that must be a bit, a bit cold hard. and hard, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that about the cold mm. thing. Mm because um, you've got, like, a nice little, like, crystal pipe, haven't you? Mm. And I, mm. you showed me that literally just earlier on, and that, my, my initial in, um, like, thing... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was like, man, this is cold.
3: Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like,
0: maybe it feels good. Definitely will
3: not want <laughs> that pipe. <laughs> <in Richard>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not talking about maybe it feels good with that pipe. <laughs> I'm talking maybe the hey, coolness yeah. in general <laughs> would feel good, I don't know. But, yeah, while well, Drew's getting that out, I'm just going to finish off um, this interesting information on ancient dildos. Um, whether the stone-made dildos... Oh <laughs> we go. A- ancient pipe. Ancient pipe there by Drew. Drew's ancient pipe. Uh, Whether the stone made dildos led to injuries or not is unknown, but it definitely seems extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I guess like some rocks are and stones are quite smooth. Are, are quite yeah. smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, let's hope it wasn't like imagine like a jagged one. Oh god. Uh, um, teeth. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the Greeks displayed their creativity and did something new. We're with the Stone Age dildos, it says. It's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what that new thing was. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's sort of like uh, left a bit open ended there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they did said. something. She <gasps> <gasps> so, Get it? Left it open ended. Anyway, mm. um, that's really strange. This is a strange one. Um, next fact, everybody. Um, men walk significantly sl- slower when walking with a woman compared to when walking with men, but only if that woman is their romantic partner. If mm. she is a friend or an mm. acquaintance, men walk almost at full speed <coughs> mm. so isn't that funny so if you're there if, you go, ladies if you're with a friend or acquaintance mm. if you're with a friend or acquaintance oh, then men tend to walk going. almost at full speed mm. but if a man is with a partner they will walk slowly mm.
2: isn't that weird like subconsciously mm. you don't care enough to slow down <laughs> mm. <laughs> or something like that mm. yeah i, I don't know why I don't, the reason is i don't
3: really know what to take away from that Maybe I, like, it's I like, like to think that it's because you're enjoying being with your partner so much that you're enjoying the leisurely stroll. Mm. Yeah, I, I I was I was going to
0: I we're basically getting at the same thing. I was going to say I think it's something to do with courting. Mm. It's some evolutionary thing like courting. Like but if you're on an evolutionary level, obviously the reason why we are almost like we've developed romance and things like this is obviously because our, our our goal obviously as a species is to continue on mm-hmm. our race. That's basically why obviously every creature has it ingrained in them to mate? In fact, with a lot of species, if not most species, it's basically the driving point of their whole entire existence. Mm. Um, but I guess if you were just like going to rush past every single potential mate, mm. or like a mate, or you know, you looked t- on, like, on like the opposite sex and you're like, okay, this is like a is a viable mating partner, mm. and you just rushed past them. That's not very good. I suppose mm. it
3: depends on what you're doing. Like if you're walking with your partner to go somewhere. <laughs> Cue back but, to the and, last fact, and, and, and then you. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> oh, oh, was really yeah. I thought I just got I thought I a skipped a <laughs> fact then and I <laughs> no. was like back one <laughs> no, by accident. No, no, like, no, I was
0: I was going back to the one basically yeah. the, the depiction of the blowjob with the, <laughs> with, the uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: with the uh with the yeah. But like you know, like if you're walking if you if you need <laughs> to get so you need to get doing. to like, to get to the cinema or something and you're walking with your partner, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna like you're gonna you're gonna walk there pretty fast, you know what I mean? especially if
0: you're running late for the film, yeah. Yeah, but
3: like yeah, if you're just if you're just chilling, yeah, like I can imagine you're like relaxing into just a leisurely, <laughs> like you yeah, know,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's like yeah, if, yeah, if you're like yeah. on holiday in Italy, yeah, why would you've you just rush? had a big mm. meal? Yeah, you want to walk through the streets of Sorrento on your way to find a lemoncello somewhere. Yeah, I like to, I Enjoy like it. to think that yeah,
3: yeah, you're 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 kind of like basking in the in like how yeah. nice the situation is with your loved one. You know, like why yeah. would you walk fast? Yeah, like, but when yeah. you're with someone, like you know, you're just. J- normally walking somewhere or is like to get somewhere for a purpose yeah. yeah you're like you're going you're to a you're not aimlessly meandering with someone and like, you might be and I reckon if you were with like an acquaintance acquaintance or a friend and mm. you were going for a walk I reckon you'd walk slow with them as well because you're mm. you know what I mean like if I was depends if, on the situation I think yeah mm. but I mean if you were if yeah. the situation if you was you were like just like going nice there place. to enjoy each if other's we time we were in
0: Italy we have been out for a romantic meal together Drew I'm talking about <laughs> I'm still talking
3: about girls <laughs> I'm still talking about girls I'm talking about you I'm saying if, if you're, if you're yeah. walking with a girl that isn't your girl you know and you're right. just still as a friend going for a nice stroll in a woodland with them mm. I reckon I'd walk slower well but not with me nah we hike don't, do you remember that time we went from Deer Park to, to Deer, Holford to Deer, from Deer Park Deer Park to yeah, Holford yeah, we're we're, Park. I, yeah we went we, were we, we were missioning man like, it's just I think you know You normally are on a mission with your your guy friends. But
0: one thing I would say to that then, um, because this is something that you've just genuinely confused me a little bit, but if you're saying that the ladies that you would walk, slowly with though you just said that it's not in a romantic way mm. well then how is that any different than say if you're walking with me because mm. in this situation they are yeah a friend you got me there that just is just ha- completely so plutonic. i think your subconscious wants to actually make with this un- unknown lady yeah maybe mm. that is a, ma- yeah in
2: man. italy
0: because <laughs> I, if, because really a, a friend of yours that is female that you're not romantically involved with um shouldn't be that different and I say that different because mm. I do think there are some natural differences yeah. mm. but I don't I think, think they the should be that different to mm. say if you were with, or with me or Josh mm. Mm. I mean obviously we are affectionate towards each other um, mm. as like bros mm. do you know what I mean so
3: there is affection there it's just different affection mm. and, and um, I reckon okay so if you're chatting if you're, if you're, ch- if you're deep in conversation right. and you're on a walk with yeah. either male or female friend yeah. I reckon you slow down Yeah, I think your subconscious Mm. was wanting to mate with this unknown lady. Yeah, I I think that is maybe a like, and I think what you say about like courtship, not even not in a, even not in a way that you think it's actually going to happen. Yeah, it's almost like the dance of male Mm. and female, just kind of enjoying each other's company, like in a. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not about being like sexual with them or like wanting that as the end goal. Yeah, but just like the. The the um, if oh, if Meg listens to this, I'll be digging myself into a big <laughs> hole right now. But like, do you know what I mean? I know, about, no, like, no, I know what
0: you mean. Just, I, know, I do think that like obviously like I've uh, throughout my life I've had um, you know I've pretty much had friends that are girls for as long as I can remember. I like have, you know I'm not one of those guys that's just like oh no, no I hang around with a chick if I want to get with her. Mm. Like, I just think that's a bit silly. Mm. Like I think it's nice to have like a different. You know, a nice balance and, and different people that you're friends with in life, and that doesn't yeah. mean just like you know. Obviously, you can have massive variation just in in just guy mates, but it's also nice to have girlmates and a different and massive variation in, in the girlfriends girl you have. Like you know, some, some of my really close friends are, are women. And um, obviously, it is a little bit of a different feel to you. Yeah, your a different vibe because it just is.
3: Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, and that's cool. It's that's not. Like... It's not
0: like good or bad or anything. It's mm. just that
3: is just sort of. like the And way that's it what is. I was saying. So I think that natural flavour of mm. being with a woman compared to a man, and you're going for a mm. for a what? Ah, they even said it in the fact. It at men, it's with full speed, but with. A woman, and it's not your partner. It's nearly full speed, so you still slow down a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, that. that shape o- At almost full speed. At almost yeah, full yeah, speed. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, at full yeah. speed like you are with with still not on me. a mission. So as much as is, as you yeah. would be Yeah. There's something there that is just that natural flavor of like. Do you think maybe you subconsciously hmm. think they 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 walk slower than you because you're generally normally taller than them. This something. is a, that's exactly the point mm, yeah. I was
2: going to make. Do you think subconsciously you think that perhaps I'll be respectfully slow for them yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, i
0: say like especially. Say, like Smaller in, legs, man. Yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> like in I mean, like my case, like you know, you, the, yeah, the, chan- the chances are you're, you take you're, three
3: strides you're... in my one. Mm. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Do you know
0: what I mean, like, my, my stride is going to be longer than say, you know, if I'm with a lady who's like five foot three or something like that, like mm. I'm like a foot taller than her. Pretty yeah, much, you, right? you might you just I mean? pick like, her up and put her on mm. your back. Like. Yeah, I might, I might as well.
2: You know, if we just in a being rush. considerate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think there is that chivalrous, chivalrous, yeah,
3: yeah, 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 hundred percent, and that's just natural. What's What's really funny
0: is. Apparently, scientists have monitored this so accurately, they know that males tend to slow down by about 7%. They've actually got it that accurate.
2: What, with a, with a romantic partner?
0: Yes. When walking with a female romantic partner, males tend to slow down by about 7%. What's interesting though, it says female romantic partner, so I wonder if homosexuals what they because it's it's very specific it says female romantic partners mm. Mm. so the homosexuals do you think they slow down they with each run. other they run <laughs> <laughs> they just run after each yeah, other yeah and then they run <laughs> with each other <laughs>
4: oh man go it, cool fan <laughs>
0: oh man yeah it says, here, it says afterwards it says people have an optimal walking speed that balances getting to your um, destination the destination with minimal energy expenditure. Mm -hmm. So your body naturally sort of balances that out. This optimal speed varies with physical features based on the individual, like mass, limb length. Therefore, males in any given population tend to have, on average, a faster optimal walking speed than females. Given this difference, it is not clear what happens in walking groups of mixed sex. In order to walk together, someone in the pair will need to pay the energetic cost of deviating from his or her optimal speed. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. What I think, this is obviously just hypothesis, I think that probably what happens in a group situation, I think we can all picture this in our heads. It so immediately came to my mind when I read that then. As I think you will have people that go off, mm-hmm. you'll probably have like a couple of people that will naturally walk ahead of everyone else. That'll almost like break off. Mm. You're still part of the group, but you're for some reason, you're like 15 feet above, ahead yeah. of everyone yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then maybe you'll have the rest of the group and maybe even different subsections, maybe there'll be two people at the back that mm. are just really yeah. chill. Maybe it's like a, a mate of yours who like, likes a girl that's just been introduced to the group mm. and they maybe are doing that thing that we just spoke about. Mm. So right the and then there's like a group in the middle and they're somehow mm. in the middle and you naturally as a group, obviously, because you're not going to walk so far ahead of your group that you just lose your group. You're yeah. out with each other yeah, for a yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, even if it's just because like, you're teenagers and you're just hanging out because you want to hang out, you're still with each other for a reason. You're not going to like then go to meet up with each other and just like walk mm. off. So it's like, I think. Let's face it. You're probably gonna, if you realise, look behind that, you're walking too far ahead. You are just gonna naturally slow down, or just mm. wait until they caught up and then start walking again. Where yeah. would
2: you, where would you say you naturally come on that scale, like being I think at the I front? Walk fast. I, yeah. I think I tend to be all three depending on the situation at the same time so like yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think if I was going on a walk with my friends I might be in the middle for a bit just chatting to people right. then like pace up and walk with the people at the front and then like slow down and walk with the people I don't think I've walked back in sort of groups thing. enough
3: man I can't really think in my right, head of like right, right. I try and avoid Truth I, I, I like when uh, g- when you're out a as a session. big group of people like it annoys me man yeah. for, for all of these reasons like right. do you know what I mean when there's more than like two or three of you I'm like, I'm like, oh, like man I'm like, well, probably yeah, yeah, the yeah, one that yeah. goes off on my own, to be fair, like in yeah. that situation, you know? Mm. I think but it like, is like keeping people together or even going somewhere. As soon as there's a load of you, it will. It, it, becomes way more complicated. Mm, like yeah. even, do you remember that time in Glastonbury, like not long ago, when there was like that group of us, and then you all kind of mingle for a bit, and then like it was when we went, went and filmed the um the stuff uh, for Fig- 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 Figaro Figuero and Fabablio. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for Figaro and um... uh, Demomatra, yes. mantra. Yeah, 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 and like um and we were all outside, and and it was like, and then it'd be a bit and go on, and then we oh we talking like, Toby for a bit, and, and, Manon, yeah, and then and, yeah, like, Becky and Tom, yeah, and then me and you and, and Meg I, yeah, and. Those yeah. situations Emily. stress me out, if if I'm honest, because I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, you know, what are we doing? Like, Don't even it, know where and and, and, and and at, like, um, festivals, I'd always call it the Penguin f- Festival Shuffle because you'd all be in a group. You never, no one would be, like, you know, you'd just go wandering around and stuff, and it'd, be, it'd like, annoy me a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd rather be off, like, on a meaningful quest with, like, yes. a couple yeah. of my mates.
0: <laughs> you'd rather go on a good old Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, yeah, I think... Um, I think in general Or a romantic
3: stroll
0: I think in general I'll probably go to the front Just because I like walking fast I am mm-hmm. not. I don't like walking fast Actually that's a weird way To put it I'm re- Interests <laughs> And likes Walking fast <laughs> I like being
2: um, at the front Of the grope <laughs>
0: No no I think I just naturally Walk fast Yeah, yeah. But um, So I think I'll probably Usually be at the front um, Or at least near the front But um, Depending on I might be with an Exceptionally sprightly Person that day Who's just even more keen To be off than me I don't know But um, you know um, a bit like Drew earlier, Do you know what I mean he next season, yeah, one yeah, minute yeah. he didn't want to run.
2: Earlier on, yeah. on, it was really funny, everyone.
0: <laughs> earlier on, basically, like we, we we left something at the filming location, so we had to go back. We were almost back at the car at the time, so we decided to offload our all of our gear so it'd be easier to get back. Once we'd offloaded everything, I was like pretty pretty light because I'd got an accumulated tool of my the kit the kit I was wearing. I was like, let's just jog back. Drew wasn't really feeling it. <laughs> And then he decided, you know, he was like, okay, all right, guys, all right, guys. I assume he didn't want to hold us up, so he was like, oh, he was like oh, basically, we had to go downhill, and uphill again, he was like, okay, I'll run downhill, but I ain't going to run uphill, and anyway, so he like started jogging, and then, considering he was the one that said he didn't want to run, he just sprinted past me, and just literally sprinted, like, all Off the way the down, distance. it was just like, comical,
3: it was, like, hilarious,
0: but this is what I mean, like, every now and again, you'll come across someone that, for whatever reason, is extra Once sprightly. You get you get going, sprightly, yeah, sprightly in that you moment, get going. yeah, if anything, Drew, I'd say, like, you are probably the person, I don't know if it's just because because um, you're one of the people I walk with the most. But, um, yeah, I would say... yeah, like you, walker. you, you are like very intermittent. You're very hot and cold. You have moments of, <laughs> of like, of like. I love that because I'm like, yeah. Mem- <laughs> yeah. but I'm just a picture in my head now. I've got all these little pictures. I can't remember, obviously. I couldn't put dates on it or yeah. exact or tell you what we were doing, but images of us going up to class and we tour, yeah. And then you have like little bursts of energy. You're like mm. a little like you're mm. like a I don't know, do you know what I mean. You're like almost like a little one of those little like dogs or something, <laughs> like a little Chihuahua or something. Do you know what I mean like you know like one minute they'll just be like right, they almost look a bit lazy, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're like just me. almost like and in then slumber, you, you got and then then like, yeah, and yeah. then they'll just freaking go off on one for a minute, yeah. and then you're like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Yeah, because I feel yeah. like my energy is a bit more of an linear. even keel. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, like linear. Yeah, mm. like I guess it's like yeah, it's like you know gradually ramp up, and then it's like get to a stage, and then it's like you know I've
3: definitely got a power band. You're like do do. I doo, hit a certain doo, 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 rev count, and then I'm then I'm going even thing, and then like, then I'm <laughs> frazzled right out. Got changed yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I stall.
0: I think that's like <laughs> a good sum almost like
3: maybe like for your personality in general. Mm. Do you mm. know what I mean? Isn't it weird that you could put like personality and directly Into link it to your out- style? The- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> but Crazy. even
0: even like when um, like we work out together sometimes, I would say like with you, your your biggest thing is like you, you pick up like, um, like workout techniques pretty easy and stuff like that with you. No consistency. I always feel like I have to be like a bit more like, Whoa. Calm down a little bit. Do you know what I mean like? It's, it's like because yeah. Because it's like, if you carry on like you are, we're going to get halfway through our workout and you might not be able to finish the rest of the workout. Yeah, So yeah. you almost have to be quite methodical. Mm. Like, so you want to, you want to, you want to make sure that you've the, the moment your last rep of your last set is the moment That's that you can't you, do anything. Yeah, more. yeah. And you have to be almost like quite methodical with that. Whereas you almost like almost get like a little bit of like a bull in a china shop. Mm. Do you mean it's like you get all this exc- excitement and enthusiasm and I oh, yeah, I can do this, and I can do that. <laughs> and then you get halfway through and then you're like tripping. You're like tripping because of how how just like, you know, just like yeah. mentally uh, you know, just like tired you are. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've never yeah. thought about this. Yeah, but that is almost like, yeah. Interesting. How much can you tell about someone's personality by
3: how they walk or mm. how they work out? It's all linked, man. It's all related.
2: Yeah. yeah. All working from the same brain. Mm. Yeah, mm. man. Oh, sp- so spin deep <laughs> deep deep man <laughs> deep. how did we even get into that conversation um if that woman walking, wa- walking oh, oh yeah quick fire <laughs> fact alright
0: oh, yes, yeah, so I'll do another quick fire fact now. <laughs> my
2: explanation then was awful by the way I just went woman uh, but you walking got it, worked, somewhere. Didn't it? it worked It worked. yeah we got there in the All end right. so Fair full right. circle again hmm. full
0: circle um this is almost like a, a one uh, a fact of respect uh, a fact of sacrifice a fact of acknowledgement Mm. Um, Did you know that not a single engineer made it off the Titanic? They all decided to stay um, so they could keep the power on while everyone else escaped. And as a result, they are all to this day in the Titanic. Very respectable. Very respectable. When the Titanic went down, she took with her the lives of many brave people, including her entire complement of engineers, under the control of Joseph Bell, the chief engineer officer. His staff consisted of 24 engineers... Six electrical engineers, two boilermakers, a plumber, and his clerk. In addition, many of the firemen and coal trimmers were lost. Joseph Bell and your many engineers, you are friends of the
2: park. Friends of the park. Friends of the park. Friends of the park. Friends of the park. I think that takes uh, a very strong will, doesn't it? Because a lot of those people, Mm. like... They, they would have had nothing to do with the fact that the ship was sinking. Well, Just because they were working on it doesn't yeah. mean that it was mm. their fault in any way. But they so, were the only Southwest. people that yeah. could keep, it, yeah, keep exactly. the lights on. Yeah. Or, or, and
3: there's
0: the thing, if not, they would have be been in the pitch black in the middle mm. of the Atlantic, freezing Atlantic. So much more panic. Imagine how black. many lives they saved by doing oh, that. you know I bet, like I, Well, probably like the majority mm. of the people that were saved were saved because of that, I imagine. Mm. But yeah, I mean, nothing but respect. Yeah, I don't know... I think it's like people, different people. I think would have different opinions on this, but I think, in my opinion, at least, I think, I say this is this is just what I think. I might be completely wrong. I think that in moments of emergency like that, I think even people that might be anxious in their day to day life and even maybe fearful of death, I think that people would actually surprise themselves Hmm. at how selfless even with their lives, they are probably would be in that situation. I think that when you're sitting around, say at home, in the comfort of your own home, conceptualising these things and thinking about like, you know, life or death situations, fear and anxiety creep into you and you think, I'd hate that to happen. But I think when you're in a moment, locked in a moment, there's so much adrenaline and there's so many things larger than just your life at stake. Yeah. I think often you probably would be surprised that how easily you can become a hero rather mm, than a yeah. so, rather than just solely focused on preserving your own life. Mm. Mm-hmm. I at least I at least I'd like to think so and I think, I think that's a, lo- a
2: very positive view on the world. I think that's and, a the good way to look at it.
0: I think there is there is a lot of evidence of that, I think. Mm. I mean, how many of those guys I, I I mean I mean I'm sure surely not every single one was just a natural born hero. Mm. All of yeah. those engineers. Do you know what I mean and and like I mean that Joseph Bell guy? Did he have like such strong control over them that he could force them to stay? I doubt it. Or in a emergency were, like, situation a like that, like, yeah. they,
3: they all they all relied on each other and they knew that. And if one person would yeah. have not, then that would have broke the camaraderie of the yeah. team and the mm. you know the yeah efforts, yeah yeah. You know, that, maybe that's like,
0: part of it. I think in that situation as well. Like say in a situation like the Titanic going down, I think there were, there were multiple, many, many, many women, children. I'm sure there were babies. Jimmy mm-hmm. Winslet. There was Kate Winslet, Leonardo Winslet, yeah. <laughs> DiCaprio, Leonardo, yeah. King Theoden. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, because Bernard was it Bernard was he Hill? He played the captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went down yeah. with the ship as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so, it. So not only did he, um, you know, manage to lead lead a great charge at the Battle of the Pelennor Fields, but he also went down honourably with, with the Titanic. Mm. What, what a leader! Mm. What a leader, mm. Bernard Hill. You're another friend of the pod, my friend.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: yeah. I, that's what I. That's what I. I would like to think. I anyway. think there
2: would definitely be people that would look for an escape. Oh yeah. But I think. I think that's I always think, the one or two. Yeah. But I think.
0: The, I actually think the majority. Because this is what I'm getting at, though. I think. Let's face it. I don't think the majority of people. Yeah. Are naturally day to day born right. like quote unquote heroes or mm, heroic personalities. Yeah. But I think in Natural day to day situations,
3: this, don't call for that. That's true. You know. But uh, I'm talking. about even
0: less, But even like people that wouldn't even. Ever go out of their way to mm. be like that?
4: Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? totally. But,
0: but I think in situations like this, when you have no, uh, no uh, choice in mm. the matter, mm. I actually think that people, in a, in a good
2: way, will surprise themselves. Yeah, other and they, other people. In an in an unpopular, maybe an unpopular opinion, maybe not actually. Now that I say it, I think that's probably the one of the best ways to go is by I doing something selfless. Hundred percent. Mm. Mm. Because you're dying for
0: something, and you're dying for something greater than yourself. You're mm-hmm. dying for. So that if you if you can if you're dying, so that um, others may ten, live. Ten ten other people can live, mm. and and say like five of those are children under the age of like ten, mm. and maybe even a couple of babies. Mate, that's a you can die, like almost with almost like with joy mm. in mm. a weird way. I know that sounds weird. Do I mean? But like you die, like you're you're going in such an honourable way. That you know when you hear back of like old tales of like, ancient civilizations, you watch something like the Vikings, now we're going about an honourable death, how they, they know it will get them to Valhalla. Mm. And all pretty much all religions had that same thing. Mm. I'm not a religious guy myself. Um but I still feel like that applies. Mm. Yeah. You know, you because you, your life still has meaning mm. and your the impact that you leave on the world still has meaning. And the way that you're remembered
3: has meaning mm-hmm. to the ones you leave behind, to your family, and I think to your friends. In the moment, because obviously you're <laughs> all of those concepts will flash by in a, in a split second, mm. but you've got this like inner compass of knowing within yourself of what is the right thing to do and mm. what is the, like the wrong thing almost yeah. to do, mm. you know? And I think you can trust in, if you can trust in what is the right thing to do, like you will do something that helps people or that you th- will do. I it. think as well, mm. I think you, you can make it an easy decision.
0: Yeah. The decision yeah. is by to by do do it on it or to not. Yeah, And it's like, you very quickly you know what the right decision is. Mm. And there's a difference between the right decision and necessarily like what the selfish decision is. Mm. Maybe I don't even know if selfish is the right way to describe it. I don't know if that's like judgmental or harsh. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Um, Because obviously, you know, it's the individual's choice. No one wants to be put in that
2: situation, do they? Yeah, no,
0: of course. And obviously like it's natural to want to preserve your own life. But I I also think, you know, look
3: greater than yourself. Yeah. You know, like, and it's just crazy, like the power that those split second decisions have. Like, mate, the other day, there's this was like with a with an animal rather than a human being, mm. but it made literally this Beastie video. This, this 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 video made me cry, man. Right? Because uh, I was I, I was literally penis. like there was this, there was this little there was this little boy, right? And he was on his front lawn, um, yeah. with his dog. It was like this Alsatian. right? And it, and he goes running out like and there's like a road and stuff and you could see this dog like happily like um like jumping around this 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 boy like Mm. you could see like the love between them you know like this was like Mm -hmm. um his owner or his owner's kid you know and Mm. just like and then he goes running out and then you just you see him literally like puppy pouncing and stuff and then um the kid turns around and like just stops and goes still like that and then just from like like 200 yards down the street this black dog just comes running straight for the kid and in the split second you see the Alsatian knock the kid over like literally jump up onto his own and knock him over and then just go on the on the dog and like and spin him over but then he then he like turns around and sees the kid and then he goes and chases and all of this stuff happened in like a split Mm. second but someone broke down the video after and said like all of these things that this dog did like to protect it and then Covering that, that dog part. Is a hero. so much yeah, loyalty. And, and I was like, oh my god, like that's yeah, that, that love and that that split second reaction. Yeah. And one moment you see the difference of him like happy wagging his tail, actually all of a sudden this action yeah, that was yeah. totally protective, yeah. totally like honourable, and that's it. And I was like, it it made me cry because it was like like how intelligent, how how much yeah. emotional, emotional intelligence,
4: intelligence yeah. that
3: mm. that animal had for for that mm. for that human being, and I was like, and that willingness to put Whoa. yourself in harm's yeah, way, yeah, you know? literally. And it was like, yeah, it's I think that's a big thing, man. isn't it? Like willingness
0: to put yourself in harm's way. I think that's a big big part mm. of it yeah, 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 it. yeah, but that's it. But it's trusting instinct. In that instinct, yeah. yeah, that 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 gut. That I think of, this is what I'm getting at, partly. I think if you trust in your instinct, more often than not, you will do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. When you start overthinking it and overcome it, I think you're more likely to do something selfish or wrong. Yeah. yeah or make an error in judgment. Yeah. If you trust in your instinct, I, I think more often than not, people will do, by the right thing, I mean, what that dog did in that situation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Protect the boy Pure instinct. Because that boy was, do you know, I mean, the same way that those men on the Titanic could have a positive impact and save lives of the the crew and they knew it the same way that is the case the dog knows in its head subconsciously or maybe even consciously I don't know that it can prevent or at least minimalise the damage (laughs) of that child and that if the dog doesn't do something, then that child could potentially die, or if yeah. not, have like maybe life changing injuries. And how mm. and
3: how we literally like, jumped up and pushed the kid out of the way. Yeah, I was like, what even is that? You yeah, know? that's crazy, man. Yeah, and then crazy. you see the mum run over and the kid and go and pick up the kid, like yeah. and jump straight onto her. Yeah, the that's dog's amazing, like kind of circling around them and that. I was like, man, a hero. Yeah. Pure that hero. Is,
0: yeah, that's amazing, man. What a dog. Dog? Whichever dog is in that video, mm-hmm. German Shepherd, <laughs> you are a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Many friends of the pod today, which is a, is a thankful episode. We're making friends. We're making friends left, right and centre today, mm-hmm. folks. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like, you know, it's like maybe we haven't s- finished everything that needs to be said on that. But at the same time, I'm lost for words.
2: Trust your instincts. Mm. Mm. I think I think you are right. I think mm. you kind of covered that that aspect of mm. if you do trust your instincts mm. most of the time. It's going to be right because your brain knows what is the right decision to make. And, and as I said, I think that make
0: it body knows. make it exactly, easy for yeah. yourself when you're put in a situation like that. Maybe like don't overthink it. Mm. There's a quick thing: do it or don't do it. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Quick. That's the decision. And answer quickly. Yeah. Answer be your brain quickly. D- be decided. Be decisive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Be decided. Be decisive. <clears throat> that's um, another another track that's coming out soon. <laughs> be decided. <laughs> be decisive. Um, yeah, uh, we we had to sort of like um, rush our mystery Mondays a little bit today. Um,
3: I'm sorry, <laughs> I yeah. forgot it was. Yeah, mad I right. mean, to be honest, man, maybe <laughs>
0: I should have um, reminded you. No, you shouldn't um, have.
3: I just, I literally should have rem- remembered. Yeah, <laughs> that it was so my go. I'm. I
0: I have I have found um, quickly a. Uh, it's a mystery that I've looked into before. Mm. Um. So I do know a, th- a thing or two about it. No, I know um, a thing or
3: two about this. But
0: I haven't like prepared it as well as I normally do. So I think what we're going to do is um, because it's sort of like quite rushed. If, if I do it this week and then you do it next week, Drew. Yeah, man. And then I'll just do it again the week after, and then we can get back because then we're back into our normal cool. cycle. And um, just like ladies, when you're um, with your friends, it's all nice to be following the same cycle. <laughs> okay. Um, so here on the pod, we want to adhere to that. Oh, what's this? Mysterious music ravages of time. Don't think we've played this mm. one before. What's this one like? Oh, very mysterious. Yeah, so um, the mystery I want to talk uh, about this week is... Um, let me find out the exact name for it before I butcher it. I, it's called, like, the... The Beast of the Land Between the Lakes. And I remember I heard this of this story ages ago. Um, I'm gonna read out... I'm gonna read out about it. There was one story in particular I heard about it, and I thought it was compelling. And the reason I found it compelling, because it was like a witness statement of this event, one of the events I'm going to talk about. And normally, I would probably think a story that is this far out would be rubbish, essentially. But the thing that I think is compelling about it is apparently certain people at the scene actually did die. Hmm. Whoa. So there's this one witness that was at the scene that has their story of what happened. The story is completely outlandish and absolutely mental. But the very fact that people did die at the scene obviously makes it completely compelling. Now, maybe the person that was left alive, the one person, maybe they just...
2: So only one person was able to be a witness to it.
3: And he he or she... Yeah, it was a he. he. uh, Is there a thing that he might have killed the people or... No there's
0: no there's no um theory about that. Mm. There's no theory about right. that. It would have been impossible because at the time he was a boy.
4: Oh. He was right, a child at right, the time. Right, right, ah. cool.
0: And there were, there were several people died at this scene that was subsequently obviously found by the, the police. Um and there's Unless only one, one Chucky. Now you could say, yeah. <laughs> now you could say that maybe you know, children's and I know this obviously having a child of my my own and any parents out there will know this and I think we can all sort of remember but I think you it, it's more gobsmacking when you're actually a parent yourself because you're almost like wow it's almost like makes you remember how much of a vivid imagination you have when you're mm. a kid but kids have vivid imaginations um like really vivid like more than I think than we like I think we can remember back to having you know those crazy imaginations but it's like it's mad how vivid your children's imaginations are they can like play out fantasies in real time yeah, and the reason obviously why a lot of them kids have like bad nightmares and like terrors and stuff is because To them when they're having a nightmare or when they're or not even when they're having a nightmare when they're like awake Say in their room and they're thinking of something scary Whatever that thing is thing is that is scary to that child It's almost like it's so scary that it might as well be happening. Yeah, that's how vivid the imagination is It's almost like some crazy like so it was tripping hallucination yeah. yeah, that's how powerful yeah. kids'
2: imaginations are mm. I can definitely remember being a kid and like, every nightmare was like whoa that happened
0: yeah, yeah. And apparently it's almost like an evolutionary thing that happens naturally because between the age of two and ten, your imagination works overtime because it's really important as a part of human development to be aware of danger. So your brain is hyper-aware of danger and it's trying to um, categorise and figure Definitely out... Definitely
3: not before two, is it? No, no,
0: it's <laughs> the opposite. It's the opposite. They can't even conceive it. Mm. Um, but they they're trying to conceptualise... And almost like categorize every possible danger in the world, and then make like a a, a note of it or a file mm. of it. And if we didn't do this, then think our ancestors would have just like walked into the den of bears, mm. you know, into mm. like you know, or like that's where fear s- is real. Seeing a predator, yes, it's got a good.
3: Got, like, yeah. thing for it, like Yeah. 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 So it's it's got it. an
0: evolutionary benefit. Or think about like a, there are a lot of predators are nocturnal. For example, that's why a lot of people are afraid of the dark or mm. they have night terrors. It's because it's this feeling that something might come and get you in the dark. Now it's nowadays obviously we think of it like horror movies or people always watch a horror movie and then like the the antagonist of the horror movie will be stuck in your head so you'll be afraid of them. Traditionally, the reason why we're afraid of the dark and we're afraid of things like that is because things like all cat species are nocturnal. Mm. If you live in a if you live in a continent with cats, then i gonna get eaten. Uh, yeah. Cats will. Ah, we'll hunt humans happily they'll come and get you in the middle of the night, you know, mm. so, same same you know bears um, Aren't traditionally nocturnal, but you know they sometimes you know they might come and get you you know other other species as well There are other nocturnal predators that might come and get you while you're asleep So you need to almost be like alert for that. So there's an evolutionary benefit of um, of um, why we're like this But back to my original point there's there's one Witness to the story that I remember hearing that really compelled me. It was a child to so take make up your own mind about it I did think it was really interesting even whether it's like even if it was like this crazy story that this child just invented in his head and I don't mean that in like a way that I think he made it up maybe the kid's brain you know what I mean made it trying up.
2: to avoid the trauma yeah maybe but yeah it yeah, maybe thing, to make like, it? almost like a like,
0: fantasy yeah you can make it you can, you can,
3: more dealable you can get um, forget memories mm. you, like mm. block memories but I can imagine you could also change them change like, them or try them. and yeah to try, mm. to try and um, fit them into your Sphere yeah. of knowledge and understanding, you maybe know? make, to make it you able make to deal it, with them. Yeah, mm.
0: make it more like a book or like a movie, so mm. that it somehow, even though it's just as how brutal, can you relate to it? Yeah. It's more fantastical, mm. um, so it's like a way of your brain dealing with it, rather than it being like this almost like this horrible psychotic event. But anyway, this is um yeah the Beast of the Land Between the Lakes. Um, this is this is about a creature that is said to resemble a gigantic half man half wolf that walks on two legs and has five-fingered human hands ending in vicious claws. Now, whoa, sounds like a bear to me. I've always thinks that, like, cryptozoology is very interesting. So cryptozoology is just, if zoology is the study of animals, cryptozoology is the study of things that, animals that may or may not exist, or creatures that we haven't, hasn't been documented by science, um, but that people claim to have witnessed. So, like, Bigfoot would be, like, a classic one. Mm -hmm. Um, and just to say like yeah I'm not saying that I think this is real But I'm just saying this is an interesting story And if anything else yeah if anything else it's an interesting story um, But it's got some real mysteries mixed in with it um, So apparently it's a half wolf half man The interesting thing about things like this is it's not described as a werewolf Apparently this is something different which mm. I think is interesting I, a I'm almost half-wolf.
2: imagining literally like human arms human legs And mm. then just the torso and head of a wolf mm. Mm.
0: Yeah this creature is said to stand over seven feet tall With massive crushing jaws and glowing eyes um, many people apparently have witnessed this creature. Whoa! But a bit way, a bit the same way that many people apparently have witnessed Bigfoot. But there isn't any concrete evidence. Right.
2: It does sound like a bear. Mm. I think yeah. you were right. I, I, the think, a, I, think, yeah. I think a lot of the time, to, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There are several legends attached to the beast. One story begins with a Native American creature with the ability to shapeshift. Another legend speaks of a man who left Europe in the 1800s to settle between the rivers. This man supposedly possessed a disease that turned him mad after nightfall. The disease was believed to be genetic and was passed from parent to child over the years. They remained in seclusion, never going to school or having the desire to socialise with others until one day when they went silent. Mm. Many believed that the family had died. An investigation in the early 1900s revealed that their homestead was vacant and abandoned. Early accounts from French explorers and traders in the region speak of their being warned of the shadowy presence of what the french called the loop guru by shawnee fur traders a later legend claims that the monster is the spirit of a shapeshifting shawnee shaman so shawnee is like a native american tribe who was killed in wolf form by the inhabitants of his village for abusing his shamanic powers his spirit is said to still walk the woods in search of revenge accounts of the creature from the early days of american expan- expansion into kentucky Of hunters disappearing in the woods, never to be seen again, and of strange, unnatural howls that echoed through the forests at night time. At this time, bison still roamed wild in Kentucky, and hunters would sometimes encounter mutilated carcasses of these massive animals lying half-eaten in the deep grass, their throats ripped open by massive claws. Even now, with the efforts to restore the bison to Kentucky. The rangers and herd managers occasionally find calves missing. After one of the young goes missing, the herd is reputedly spooked for days, sticking together in close formation that the animals use to protect themselves from predators. Now, yet again, while this obviously sounds pretty spooky and pretty, you know, crazy, let's face it, there's a lot of, you know, there are bears and wolves and stuff Mm -hmm. in so I don't know why, you know, the, the natural thing wouldn't be, it's just one of them. But, um, anyway... There have been several reports of close encounters with the creature in modern times one of the most frightening of these happened to a group of murray state university students who were camping in the land between the lakes in 1973. a group of young men were enjoying the woods on a warm spring weekend sitting around a fire built by their vw microbus and just generally having a fine time as the evening began drawing in one of the students went off into the woods to answer the call of nature When he returned to the campsite, he told his friends he'd felt like something was watching him and that he had heard something sniffing in the woods. His friends said he'd just heard a wild hog or some sort of other animal. The student said he'd never heard anything like it before and he grew increasingly nervous as the darkness gathered. As the night grew dark, the group started to hear the the shuffling and snuffling sound of something large moving in the fallen leaves around their camp. It seemed to be circling the campsite, moving incredibly swiftly. The boys of the group began to become anxious. They shined their flashlights into the woods in the direction of the footsteps, but saw nothing. And then the howling began. It was a wild, insane howling, apparently. Like a wolf, but much louder than any wolf could ever be, with an unnatural blood-curdling quality that made the howling sound almost like mocking laughter. That sounds pretty sketchy. Mm -hmm. It seemed to come from everywhere around them at once. First one side of the circle, of light around the fire, and then from the other. Soon, the terrified campers began to catch glimpses of a pair of glowing red eyes as they ran past in the dark. The terrified boys retreated into their Volkswagen bus and wisely decided not to stick around to get a better view. Tearing down the road, they soon saw that they were being pursued and they said that a massive shadowy figure was racing behind them, barely visible in the bus's taillights. As the bus slowed to take a corner, they felt a massive jolt, and then it seemed as if something was holding the Volkswagen back. Giving it everything they had, they broke free and tore out of the forest and didn't stop until they were back on the Murray State campus. Back on the campus, they found four deep gashes, like claw marks, torn into the metal of the engine compartment cover at the back of the bus. Another widely circulated story tells of the discovery of a bloody scene inside the motorhome of a family camping in the area in the 1980s. This is a story that I heard. Police are said to have found the horribly mutilated bodies of a visiting family lying in their blood soaked motorhome and the half eaten body of the family's young daughter lodged in a nearby tree. God,
3: man, that's savage.
0: The (laughs) bodies are all said to have had distinctive massive claw marks. This incident was supposedly covered up by the authorities So as not to damage the tourist industry in the then economically fragile region That's the story that I heard of
3: <laughs> Isn't um, that the one with the boy survived
0: yeah, so that last one so apparently there was a um, uh, uh, a survivor of that story and he tells about the, the cover-up and he tells actually about his story of what happened and his story of what happened is out of this world, which is why obviously it's, it's it's very hard to believe it. Um but it's absolutely intriguing nonetheless. So he said that obviously, you know, that yep, he 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 wasn't with his family, he was with his friend's family. Mm. So they went, so that was I guess like the friend of the girl, I'm not sure. 100%, um they went into the moat home, they went into the forest, you know, have a, like a little camp, sort of out in the wild in their moat home. And he said, um, that they were basically, like, attacked by a creature. He said it was in the motorhome when he heard this commotion happening. And, um, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was, like, they... The dad that was with him, he had, like, a shotgun, but it wasn't a shotgun with normal shotgun rounds. It was, like, these, like, more gentle pellets that were made to, like, kill smaller animals or something right. like that. Mm. So it, like, wouldn't have been... A, it wouldn't be, like, able to, like, say, kill you, but it would really hurt you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um... So I think he said he was in the motor home. He heard like a commotion outside. He said that when he went out there was this like creature um like the one that we've heard described. Um that was out there with like the the girl and the man and then it was like making its way towards the girl. And then when obviously the dad saw this, he got his shotgun. Obviously sadly didn't have real rounds in it but had these other pellets. And he said he like shot it several times until it fell over. Mm. Apparently obviously it's laid there for a minute but then got up and then attacked the man started like savagely like ripping the man apart and stuff obviously everyone was going crazy um like freaking out and the boy um was like in the doorway of the motorhome didn't know what to do and he hid under the motorhome um and he said that um what happened is after that he heard that the 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 woman the mum was in the motorhome ahead like over the top of him essentially like shrieking and being like oh my god like blah like all this crazy commotion I said that obviously he couldn't see her but he could hear her and he said um He could still see that the one was like, you know He could see the legs the feet of the one out there And he said that what one of the things that then really freaked him out and surprised him even more was that something then smashed through the window The other side of the motorhome and went into that and then he heard like growling and shrieking and screaming and stuff and then like the sounds of what's it be like to someone to be like ripped apart What he did then was, because he was so scared, he realised that he could, like, there was enough... um Gap in the engine compartment. Yes. He pulled himself up Mm. because he was, like, terrified and what he was scared of was that something was going to look under Mm -hmm. and then see him. So he pulled himself up and he just prayed to God that, like, Mm. nothing was going to, like, see him or, or, like, yeah, whatever. Um, So he pulled himself right up into the engine compartment and, like, hid in there and just held on for dear life. And he basically said that he, like, sat there, like, with his eyes shut, like... T- absolutely terrified, while he heard all of them get killed, and just stay. And literally, he just like stayed there, terrified, trying to be as silent as possible, until like they were like you know you could hear them like sniffing around and stuff and like that for like, afterwards. And like, just- and then eventually they just walked off. And he said he literally like stayed there for like six hours afterwards, just because he was so terrified. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like went down, left the woods. And, um, it wasn't even that far from, like, the main road. So he said he made it, he, like, ran to the main road and then just was just, like, walking along the main road and, like, hitchhike, managed to hitchhike down, obviously looked, like, mental, and then he was taken to the local police station. Mm. And then he said that once he was at the police station, um, he was put under questioning, and then they took him back to the site, and apparently when he back to the site there was like fricking like government officials everywhere
2: really Whoa. apparently there was
0: like cordoned off there was like FBI CIA like government God. officials everywhere some like weird like strange men in like suits came and like mm. talked to him and then basically like, told him not to talk about it and apparently he didn't talk about it until he was like like in his 20s that's
3: madness isn't it damn yeah, I
0: wonder now, I was how old
3: he was when that actually happened yeah, he was
0: like, yeah, I
2: mean, I don't know. Um, I will probably be able to find out for next week's um, show. Old but. enough for his parents to let him mm. go mm. motor home in with another family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the idea that it's like a coordinated attack, mm. like smashing through the windows. Yeah. And that is crazy And creepy. also
3: how it was covered up. That doesn't just seem, yeah. <clears throat> seem like a. Oh, we're going to save the um, tourist in- industry. That sounds like, you know, mm. if there was loads of ofi- really top official mm. people there, they might have known about this what- thing or something. Mm. Or- what,
0: what makes it extra interesting as well is that there are loads of forest rangers in the area that completely corroborate the now man's story. Oh, okay. Whoa. And say that they um, have been like approached into like being quiet about... Like dodgy goings on in the area. Like, no, they're not told that about. You know, like, don't talk about this specifically. But they're basically told, like, you know, don't talk about weird stuff that goes on in the woods. Mm. And there's like a quote from one of the one of the one of the uh, forest rangers in the area. Um, so yeah, apparently, what does it say here? Uh, evidence for um, the beast between the lakes continues to this day. Experienced hunters shy away from the area. Um, but sportsmen who are new enough to the area to scoff at the legends often come home with tales of feeling as if they are being stalked in the woods and of extreme terror. Some say they have found deep holes, like nests often found, dug in the woods with tufts of long, coarsely textured, greyish-brown fur within them. Several experienced rangers in the park are routinely asked what the strange howling is that has experienced sometimes at night. One of the rangers has gone on record to say, I live in West Kentucky, 30 minutes from the LBL. That's a lake beast whatever it's called I have tried hunting this thing more than once it was Moss Creek where that family was butchered by this thing that's when they put up a gate there and banned overnight camping and it closed down at sunset the excuse they gave me at the time was to prevo- preserve tourism sorry to prever- preserve tourism is that there was a random stabbing one night mm-hmm. two cops talked to a girl at a well known gas station type store And were regularly in there and they told her about what they saw. No bodies or body parts but shredded bloody clothes. Some of a kid on the ground and some trees. Blood everywhere. The girl told me this personally and I will leave it at that. This happened in the late 80s. I have talked to old timers in Grand Rivers Cadets. They all basically say the same thing. That this creature is real. Some wouldn't talk to me at all. I'll stop the ramble. But I'd be glad to discuss it with anyone. Mm, yeah, that's pretty much it for the for the mystery of um what was it called the lake oh the lake between lakes monster yeah that is cool but um I say I do think it's like while I'm not saying that I think it's like this crazy freaking werewolf type creature I do think it's a compelling story mm. and I think the, the the fact that that what that young lad experienced mixed with the fact that like there are like you know actual forest rangers that are like saying that they've been approached by people to like be quiet about weird stuff that goes on in the woods that like. Basically, like er- you know, loads and loads of people say like weird howling goes on and have had weird experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that is compelling. I, it seems like um, something weird's going mm, on. Yeah, it's something just, done it. It's just something. something so, talking about that, um, do you guys see that footage? And I actually think it's one of the most compelling pieces of footage I've ever actually seen on that was actually like put on like, on like just straight up news. Do you see that weird footage of that like freaking creature in the armadillo zoo? In you know, armadillo <laughs> in, in Texas? Mm, nope. And they caught like what? It looks like it looks like they caught like a werewolf on camera.
2: What? Whoa! And what's mo- what's, what's
0: even more compelling is it's inside an animal enclosure. What? So it, there's I'll, I'll, I can get the footage. Yeah, of it. on get it up, man! I yeah, want to see it. So um, there was, there yeah. There's a zoo in Ama- Armadillo, Texas. That Texas. That's Texas, Armadillo. Texas Armadillo. <laughs> Texas Armadillo. Yeah, it's called Armadillo in Texas, and it's got a zoo there. And then the CCTV of the zoo one night. Caught this creature. Mm. I can't remember what animal that it was. The pen in, but it's almost like you're implying like there's something got in there to like hunt the creature that's in there or something. And it's, well, I was going to say broad daylight. Obviously the CTV footage is at night, <laughs> but it really, really clear footage caught in full of a clay. creature. And then apparently the security guard was like observing the footage the next day, just like checking the CCTV takes overnight to make sure nothing weird happened. I was just like, what the hell is that what in that enclosure? That? But mate, yeah, and it's been on the news and everything, and it's like 100 legit. So like, if I just type in armadillo. Uh, like werewolf
2: or something another thing that was quite cool that we we haven't spoke about did you see I saw a post recently about how many different UFO sightings there's been in like the last year and it was really? like something like 510 US official like mm. USA sightings in the last year wow. or something like that like that's coming from like the army or something <laughs> like that that oh, have cool. like have all, have all reported that, all these things I haven't actually looked into it too much but mm. I just saw it pop up and was like that'd be a cool thing to research mm. so Maybe we we'll speak about, speak about that in a yeah, future man. week, future oh, app.
0: Yeah, so this is it. Um, so I'll play like a, a, a news a news clip for it. Um, Got
1: on camera,
0: oh wait, man, let me turn off the music, guys.
1: <laughs>
3: hmm. I thought. That I thought fun, yeah. Man. So did I?
0: I was like, man, the zoo. Like, the, sorry, the zoo. The um, the news gone all out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's aliens now. There's monkeypox. What about Wolfman? Yeah, this is really you guys. Sometimes this job is just too much. It's trying me today. Here's some video, though. <laughs> <laughs> this one Whoa. is yep. trying you today. Yeah, it's trying me. This okay. is from Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. It shows an unknown figure walking around a perimeter fence at the Amarillo Zoo. The creature is wolf-like. Oh, sorry, I guess. the perimeter fence. It, to me, it sort so of it looks like inside. the Sonic before yeah. they, you know, had to fix it. But <laughs> anyway, it was spotted at around 1 a.m. in May. Uh, May 21st, apparently there was no sign of entry into the zoo. No animals or people were harmed. The city is now encouraging people to submit ideas for what they think it might be, saying, quote, we just want the Amarillo community to have fun with this. No. And it's the Internet, so good luck with that not backfiring, but uh, we'll keep you posted. Like the legs are uh, bent really weirdly, aren't they? Was Chupacabra. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Chupacabra. You I liked know, it almost as much as how well you pronounced that word. You <laughs> did really well, though. I just like, you know, if it's something serious, get you know, have fun with it, but yeah. I also want to know what that is. If there are aliens... I think that, like, the Amarillo Zoo is exactly where they would end up. We can right, we right? can make a movie about it. Yeah. I need to break the news to you guys. It's
2: a man with a headdress. Correct. It's Dang a it. teenager. Oh. Ah, Vera <laughs> well,
0: Thank yep. you. Now, don't
1: miss... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. so... I, f- I can't remember. I don't know why I thought that the story was it was inside an animal enclosure. So yeah, they said it was around the perimeter fence. So it was like walking
3: around the outside of the zoo. Mm. Still cool.
0: But I do think that's like a slightly weird... Um, I would
3: have liked to have seen the video. moving, yeah, yeah. yeah. To like how it moved and yeah, stuff. Yeah, me too. You know? Is I, this I,
2: the it, way to Amarillo? Mm. Is this the way to,
3: way, to. Mm. Amarillo? I'm gonna eat that Amarillo. I really,
0: yeah, it's a shame. I wonder why there isn't actually just footage of it outright walking. Mm. I mean, I'm a bit frustrated about that. Yeah, but I do cool think it's it, it's it's weird footage isn't enticing. it enticing <laughs> it's in Tyson. a strange Carson. shape.
1: Okay, we're talking about something weird, something
0: weird. Something so weird. objects
1: We talked about earlier, but now we've got something else, Carson. It's a mysterious phenomenon. A part creature yeah. seen in Texas. So that's at the Amarillo Zoo, and they came across this weird image while looking at some security footage recently. It's got two
3: faces almost.
0: One that's like looking at the camera, and one that's looking... I do think it's one of the things that I find compelling about it. One of the things that I find compelling about it is that, like, when you look at the picture, you know you're like scanning it and you're trying to make sense of it, and I can't quite make sense of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I can sort of see the legs and the
3: arms a bit, or at least one of the arms. Who doesn't have HD um, CCTV nowadays? Mm. I would have mm. thought. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to see or the or actual a... live. Yeah. I yeah. Know, why, I wonder why. I wonder why it's not. Or is it? Or is it literally? It just takes photos like every.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's
3: like motion mm. sensitive. Do you know what I mean? So it's like if something walks, it takes a picture.
0: Yeah.
2: Whatever it is, I hope they get a better one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, because it's, I mean, I've I've just had a quick look and it doesn't seem like there's any yeah,
2: actual long video, video. And, it's, and it
0: seems like every picture that there is is the same picture, which would lead me to think that, mm. yeah, it's just that one picture that's been circulated amongst the media and stuff. But um, very interesting,
2: nonetheless. Interessante. Mm. Very interesting. And on that
0: note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave you for this week, um, you have been listening to Pandora's Box. We love and appreciate every single one of every y'all. Single one, every single one, keep an one. eye out for our um, for the tale of Jimmy O'Malley part two. I'll yeah, let you know yeah, now yeah, yeah. the track's going to be called To Stand Vigil with the Visceral Cause, brackets, the tale of Jimmy O'Malley part two. Oh, yeah. Um, I nice. said so we're doing the video right now, it's not quite finished yet, but hopefully in a couple of weeks, something like that, it would be ready to bring to y'all. I and mean, yes, have a great week, everyone. We love you. Have a good one. Cheers, Take folks. See you next week. Peace.